0: Live from Del Boca Vista Studios in Natick, Massachusetts. The boys are back in town. Three of Boston's best self-medicated sports analysts.
1: Baby, I missed you more than a retard misses the point.
0: Bring you... The bottom line is, we need you. ...off the wagon. I'm just here so I won't get fined.
1: Head dance JP is doing guy. right now is just awesome. <laughs> Off the wagon sports radio. Yeah, you thought you got rid of us? We're still here. We're still we're here. We're still here. We have the the FCC has not closed us down yet. Not yet. I don't even know if they're they're, re- they they're working regulate. on it. Though. Yes. I think they're
0: working on it. We had to go into hiding.
1: Yeah, we had to go into hiding for a few weeks. We were
0: in Guatemala. We got a few things straightened out with the IRS. We're back. We're good. <laughs> Don't have as many drugs as we had in Guatemala. Yes, um, no, not as much. <laughs> we had the brilliant idea of doing them all there yeah. instead of bringing some back. But
1: all of the drugs <laughs> in Guatemala are done. <laughs> there are no, There's no there more are left. Zero drugs left in Guatemala. <laughs> uh, Jesus. No, no, no. We had, we had a little bit going on. Um, some technical difficulties. Some vacations. Yes. Some uh, sporting leagues starting. Believe it or not, we're actually athletes still. To this day.
0: Define athlete. I mean, I. I beer still, league softball. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of beer. That's my, that's I, my definition of It's more of an like athlete. beer and softball. Huh? Beer and <laughs> softball. Yeah,
1: drinking while playing a drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it has become. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're excited to be back. I am your host, Zach Peliquin. To my immediate left is JP Chanard. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's me. That's you. And then our producer, Carl. What's your mind. last name? Badger. Who sorry. are you again? Hot okay. Carl. <laughs> hot, hot Carl Badger. Hot, <laughs> badger. hot <laughs> Carl. Getting nasty with it over there. Mm. Taking dumps all over that microphone. Oh God. <laughs> for, uh, those car- <laughs> for those of you who don't know what a hot carl for those of you don't know what a hot carl is. I look advise you to go, go on Urban, Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. Yep. You'll, you'll learn a thing or two. Uh, or you can just type it in and look at the images yeah. on Google. <laughs> Make sure you turn, turn off your safe search.
0: You Turn off the safe search and do either the image or the video search. You can't The video search. Google JP,
1: JP, yeah, or GIFs. He's
0: a big GIF guy. I am a, I am a GIF guy. The constant loop. Constant loop. <laughs> the constant loop, loop of poop. <laughs> That's a drop. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> mark that time stamp down. That's uh, pure radio gold in the first five minutes of off the oh, yeah. this week.
1: It's going to be a good one. But, yes, to that, I wanted to. Uh, brought some fireball in for the kids. Yeah. We'll make sure we down this, get rid of any hangovers, chase it away. I'm pretty sure. Say, say bye to the pain. I'm
0: pretty sure 90% of my we blood will be, is, just, is just fireball. We, <laughs> yeah, Carl drank a lot of fireball last night. Um, I didn't, unfortunately, because I wasn't invited uh, to the Fireball part, but we will be That's back right. now, every, mostly every week again, so we're, <laughs> our vacation is done, and we are celebrating with Fire. what is that face for? It's just... You Heart- had like 24 of them last night. What's Ugh. another one today? <laughs> it's it war- warm, too. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, piss warm. That was great. Yeah, but we're back um, today, May 3rd. Th- 5th. Cinco to Mile. five five oh Cin- Oh my God. Cinco to Drinko. Yeah, you thought you were the man. Right after I oh. went down.
0: <laughs> What's that face for? Oh. <laughs> we either got worse at drinking. <laughs> over, we either got worse at drinking over the break or better. Neither situation's a good one. <laughs> no.
1: Oh, beautiful stuff. Absolutely no. beautiful stuff. But we have a packed show tonight uh, covering all. I, I repeat, all Boston sports. What's so funny? I just
0: thought about Loop of Poop again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, continue. Uh, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we wait, digress. Wait, fuck, oh, damn it. <laughs> we digress. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm we're, sorry. We're
1: doing, we're doing all Boston <laughs> sports teams tonight. Uh, probably going to be a little long, so if you have anything you need to do, if you have to go drop some heat, that's going to be the theme of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Kaka poo poo. Uh, they eat. Oh, that's what we need. They eat to poo poo. They take drugs. Oh, so bad.
0: Jesus Christ. This week. This week on this Off week, the Wagon. Off the Wagon. Um, sponsored by <laughs> if we <didn't>
1: have Rehab. <laughs> Imagine if we had a rehab center sponsor us.
0: Oh, that, That'd be awesome.
1: Uh, new goals in life. New goals in life. I got a few friends I can call. <laughs> They got the plug. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Okay, sorry. What is the show about Tony pal? <laughs> <laughs> well, poop. I thought we already clarified that for you. God damn it. Okay, so we're doing all Boston sports. <laughs>
1: all Boston sports. Okay. We're going to cover them all. we got, obviously, a ton of stuff Jeez, to talk please. about, seeing that we were gone for about a month. Uh, the Masters. We, we made Masters calls. We want to see how that uh, ultimately unfurled itself. And uh, we do have a man off the wagon this week as well. Great, great option. I think um, all it was consensus pick,
0: right to the top of the big board, the, oh, the all-wagon yeah.
1: big board, if you will. Ding, 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 ding,
0: <laughs> <du-du-ding>, ding, ding.
1: <laughs> um, But yeah, we'll lead it right on in with the uh, the Boston Bruins, and they're awesome end to the season. Can you not play the song? This song is <laughs> the pissed off. Is it a shitty song? <laughs>
0: Welp, a loop of audio poop, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, we are acting like like (laughs) (laughs) six-year-olds.
1: No, you're a cock ahead. Yeah, the Bruins' epic collapse to finish up this season, missing out on the playoffs when, at one point, I think we all kind of said, yeah, they'll be in. They probably won't win once they get in, but they'll be in. Uh, Miss out on the playoffs entirely, Yes, yeah. had, I think it was last week or the week before, had a press conference, end of year press conference, nobody getting fired, they're going to they're gonna stick to it, apparently this is working for them, and uh, obviously they got the, the draft, I think they have two first rounders and a couple of second rounders, a handful yep. of second rounders, um, obviously the draft's what they're looking forward to, maybe some free agency stuff, obviously want to cover a little bit of all of that, obviously because we didn't get to finish up and wrap up their season, Ultimately, as a Bruins fan, JP, you're the you're our Bruins guy. I'm going to let yep. you really drive this one. How did this happen? How is this franchise still looking at itself, taking itself seriously? And what do they do to? Uh, can they correct it? And will they correct it? And how do they go about doing so?
0: Um, I'll start with how. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm sorry, I, I, no, I pitched a ton of shit why. at you. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Read spin, Oh <laughs> no, oh Jesus. Okay, um,
1: so starting with how did it happen? I guess.
0: How did it happen? Sure he ripped his dick out. <laughs> no, they did not whip their dick out. Um, I hope somebody
1: important listens to this at some point. They're just gonna be like, "Wow, we got like hired for like a radio show. Like that's what we hired." Yeah. Oh god, oh god, this can't be good. Imagine a morning show with us.
0: Oh god. Uh, it's, it's five o'clock somewhere morning show or something like that. Oh, oh just,
1: that's not bad. Yeah, we probably want it in the afternoon, huh? Or yeah. five a.m., No, no, I don't yeah, know. no, that, no. No, that's
0: what I'm saying. We should do like a morning show. It's five twice a day. Yeah. Stay up all night long drinking, and then get on drive the to the studio, park like a jackass <laughs> in the parking space, drive through the building, <laughs> yeah. drive through the front gate. ei e has got to dump
1: Dennis and Callahan, so I I mean, they're gonna need some One day. so some yep. young blood. I know. Young blood. I'm,
0: I'm very good at driving through fences and parking like a jackass when I'm completely hammered, so I, I'll drive us every morning. Um, but we're, no, okay, yet. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're eight and a half minutes into the episode. I don't think we've talked sports once. No. We've no. covered the poop part, Then <laughs> They pipped. pipped. Yeah. Although, although,
1: no, perfect start right there. Perfect
0: start. The Bruins did pip. Um, no, And I'm going to use this. And I want to end it with a very good comparison, I think. I heard this on the radio today. And I don't know whether to I'm assuming it was Felger and Maz because they seem to talk more Bruins than Dale and Holly do. But I was listening to Dale and Holly today, so if they were the ones who brought it up, I will give them credit for it. But I'll get to that in a second. Um, Claude's lost the room. That's basically all it comes down to.
1: Oh, fantastic. And they're going to bring him back next year. And they
0: bring him back next year. And I am not a happy camper now. That's great. I am not a happy camper now. Um, When it comes to the offseason... They've got a lot of these draft picks, and I think that you're not going to see these picks used. I would like to not see the picks used, because you can't draft for shit either. You're trying to sound like a Celtics fan, Um,
1: what we've gone through the last couple of years, the the half season.
0: No, um, I think you trade them. Shattenkirk's still apparently on the market. There's going to be a whole bunch of players who are on the market, and this team isn't a whole... This team isn't far away from being a championship contender anymore, and you say that, and like I said, let me get to my example, but they really are not that far away from being a championship. They need to get rid of the coach, and they need to use some of their current assets that are not on an NHL roster in the form of picks or last year's picks. Move them, Get try to shed a little bit of salary where you can, even if you have to eat some of Zidane O'Chara's contract. He's too old, he can't skate anymore. Seinberg, too old, can't skate anymore you got to get rid of them, get any assets you can out of them, and kind of play a flip here like the Celtics try to do. Try to turn it over quick, and it's very, very doable. And the reason why I say that, and like I said, I forget which afternoon show it was today, but the Pittsburgh Penguins are on a curve probably about three years ahead of the Bruins for the past ten years. They went to back-to-back Stanley Cups. They won one, they lost one. That was in what oh eight oh nine oh seven oh eight or something like that. Yeah. Work with me here. The Bruins, four years after, five years after that, go to two out of three, win one, lose one. After they go to the cups, they put themselves. Both teams in both situations put themselves in cap jail, and look what the Penguins of the past five, four or five years. First round of the playoffs because they're in cap jail, one and done, and they wouldn't fire Dan Bylsma. They wouldn't file, fire fire Dan Bylsma, they wouldn't fire Dan Bylsma. This year, is your mic, the is same your
1: microphone skipping over there. Yeah, no, this
0: year <laughs> they have the same roster, and now they're a very top-heavy roster. And I'm yeah. gonna now, and I'm gonna make a very similar comparison to the Bruins. I know Patrice Bergeron is no Sidney Crosby; they're two different players.
1: At this point in his career, I don't know. I know the craziest thing.
0: I know that. David Krejci is not as good of a number two as Evgeny Malkin.
1: That's true. Um,
0: I know that Marchand isn't a Phil Kessel scorer, but work my comparison here where your top of your lineup is pretty good. And then you look at the back end of Pittsburgh's, and this is where they got screwed up. They made the wrong moves. The Bruins have. Pittsburgh started making the right moves, and Pittsburgh changed a head coach. And now, look, they're one win away from being in the Eastern Conference Finals, and being a legitimate cup contender all off of a coach. They've got basically the same roster they have had for the past four or five years. When you look at the Bruins... Who's their coach now? Uh, Mike Sullivan, old Bruins coach. Before He was a head coach before Claude. Uh, Immediately before Claude. The only, the May, like, maybe one before Claude, because the like, there might have been somebody in there. There might have been an interim in there for like a half year after Mike Sullivan got fired.
1: The only people what? I remember for Bruins coaches... Is the guy with the mustache. Is that Pat Burns?
0: Pat Burns.
1: Remember him? Rest Gr- in peace, Pat, Pat Burns. Great coach. Didn't do too much with with the team, I don't think. But uh, great coach. And Robbie guy, Gotta, gotta, gotta <laughs> bring him back. <laughs> Greatest coach in the history of sports. Um,
0: Threw a well, bench. Threw an entire bench yeah. onto the ice. And, Dan, and then, Biles, Dan Biles was a great head coach. So should we bring him to Boston next year? It's I don't care I don't care who you bring you could bring you could put Carl on the bench but and this is what the Penguins now like I said it took them four or five years and I'm looking at the Bruins and I'm like what now you're gonna keep you kept Claude last year you're keeping Claude this year yeah what are you gonna do next year now next year you make the playoffs you mi- or miss it the past two years you better make it next year so I'm I'm assuming they're gonna make it early prediction here Bruins make the playoffs next year then you go one and done again guess what Dan Bilesma did he did the same thing. And, it, oh, well, we made the playoffs. Oh, but why aren't we... You've got Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, two of the top five players in the league. You shouldn't be just going one and done every year. Yeah. And I think it was the team as a whole just stopped listening to the coach because they, he was there too long. And like I said, that's no indictment on Biles. It's just he was he lost the locker room. No indictment on Claude. I love Claude as a coach. He's won a cup. He's done a lot of great things here, but the time is up. The time is up. You got to move on, get a different voice in the room. you and when I say they're not far off, I th- we look at it and we say, oh, this roster sucks, their defense sucks. Can you name another defenseman on the Penguins other than Chris Letang?
1: They don't have uh, Brooks Orpik anymore, do they? No,
0: nope, Brooks Orpik is on, actually he's playing for the Capitals right now and he's suspended for the rest of the series because he lit up. The only other one that they have, Ali Mata, he's like a 21, 22-year-old Russian. He's looking like he's going to be pretty good. To make another comparison, the Bruins had a very young stud defenseman by the name of Dougie Hamilton that they traded. That's a different argument. But now you got the Penguins in the past year. You have to work with the bottom end of the lineup because you got no cap room because it's all spent on two guys, three guys with Mark Andre Fleury, who's not playing in the series. Hint hint, maybe Tuka, you don't maybe you don't need a good goalie. Maybe you need a hot goalie. Yeah. That's why you want yeah. it the fir- that's why you won it the first time. Shed some salary there, maybe. Um, but now they start making the right moves. Beleski could be one of those right move guys, lower on the pay scale, but somebody who's going to produce. And you look up and down that roster, outside of Malkin and Crosby and Kessel, who do you know for offensive players? Nobody. If, if, if I'm assuming a random NHL fan is going to know Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marshawn and David Krejci. And Zidane O'Chara, maybe Dennis Seinberg. Other than that, you don't know anybody on the Bruins roster. I think you have valuable pieces there. I think you got some shitty pieces there.
1: <laughs> um, Back at it again with the shit references. Um,
0: but you need, this is going to be an offseason where you have to make trades. You're not going to get it in the draft. You have to make trades, and you have to make... They're going to be small moves, and it's not, you're not going to get... I mean, I would still love Shattenkirk. You need one big move, I think. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see three or four small moves. And you're like, oh, why are they picking up this guy? Yeah, why are they picking up Riley Smith for Tyler Sagan? If you want to trade, not rehash that, but if you want to go trade Tuca, or you want to trade um, Rask, Tuca and Rask are the same guy. We've been away for a while, huh? I've been drinking a lot lately. <laughs> um, but if you want to trade a Krejci, I'm not a fan of trading Krejci. You are, but if you want to trade a Krejci and you're going to get a whole bunch of Riley Smith pieces like you did with Sagan, well, you have now you have to hit on that on those tertiary pieces coming in. Otherwise, you're giving players away again. And I think that this year they're going to do... They have to. They have to. Yeah. Because they're looking in a bad spot if they don't. They're they're not looking good. And like I said, should have gotten rid of Claude. And the worst thing that's going to happen next year is they make the playoffs and go one and done. And they're going to keep Claude. Because, oh, look, he turned it around after the past two years. And I, you, you know, I love Claude. It's done, though. It is here's, done.
1: Here's my two cents on that. When we previewed the Bruins <coughs> beginning of the year, we said the first sign of weakness, Claude's got to go. Now, we'll be honest. I'll be honest with myself. I think he did a fantastic job with this team up until last month,
0: but it fell apart. See, but I don't think that was Claude's fault. I think that was a player's fault. Well, if it's a player's fault, then somebody's got to fall on the sword. I, I'll say this. But it, I, I don't think it's. A, it goes hand in hand. When I say it's a player's fault, I think it's the players have lost touch with him. Well, but, but, that, that, but that's that the point, worst
1: thing that can happen to a coach in any locker room. And, once, and once it once happens, it happened room, last go. year.
0: It happened last year. He lost it. And now you have to, I've been, I've been playing a lot of golf lately. What's I've started doing actually really well mentally is not compounding one mistake with another mistake. That was always MO of my golf game. Yeah. I'd have 14 holes of PJ Tour level golf and then four holes of hit one in the woods, trying to snake it through, hit it back in the woods, and oops, 15.
1: Yeah. W-
0: now I'm playing good golf because I'm thinking I'm trying. Okay, I hit a bad shot. It's okay to hit a bad shot. But the next one has to be a smart, decent shot. I can't compound that mistake. And the Bruins now are compounding the mistake from last year of not firing Claude. Now they're compounding it by doing it again this year. I and, totally agree. And I, Like I said, I don't think it's Claude's fault. I don't think it's a player's fault. I think it's been too long. And I don't think it changes regardless of whether you trade the whole team and you get new guys in. Or regardless of everybody, all the players stay. I don't think it changes until you get rid of Claude, and that sounds like a bad thing. I'm not knocking him, but it, his time's up. He lost the room, got to go.
1: Right, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to a coach. And I think he did a. I think he did a pretty good job with this team up until the last, you know, six to eight weeks of the season. Gets to that point, the team falls apart. Well, that's what we were waiting for. We in, were waiting for him to have that moment where things fell the apart last, and weren't working. In the last 12 games go, of last year, in
0: the last 12 games of last year, in the last 12 games of this year, going in, you're on the playoff runs here, you have a playoff spot solidified for any shitbag team. Get it? Shit. <laughs> um, for any shitbag team, you don't even have to go 500. You have to go 300. He had the worst record. If you put those two together, that is the worst 24-game record in the NHL since like the Ottawa Senators started in 1991 and went 6-76 and or whatever they went. Yeah. Like they won, they won one or two games out of 24. That's unacceptable. In any stretch, in any stretch, however you put it, at the same time of the year, at the end when you're in a playoff spot, looking at it like, okay, last year you should have been a cup contender. This year, realistically, you're not a cup contender, but... You should be able to look at that and say, okay, we're in the playoffs. We don't have to play Washington. We don't have to play Pittsburgh. We get in. We know the division. Maybe we steal one against Tampa Bay or Detroit. You don't have Montreal in it this year against you. That would have been a huge thing because it doesn't matter whether the Bruins are first and Montreal's the last seed in. Montreal has your number. You could have gone by them, gone on a run, and you didn't do it because you didn't make it. It's one thing if you make it, and then you tank. Okay, you're not good enough. That that team is a playoff team, and if you have a playoff team if you have a roster of players that should make the playoffs every single year and you don't make the player playoffs Jesus christ now I'm getting tongue tied
1: that yeah
0: that is a that is a coaching mistake that is a coaching mistake. I should be able to take the Cleveland Cavaliers to the n b a playoffs with that roster. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying apples and oranges. Well, I know it's apples and oranges. LeBron
1: coaches the team anyway. Right. So I I, I
0: know it's apples and oranges. Or the I should be able to take the Golden State Warriors to the playoffs. I know the, the Bruins are no Golden State Warriors when it comes to good level, if you will. But if you have the roster to make the playoffs, you should make the playoffs. If you don't, the head coaches at fault, go.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. The only other thing I'll add to that is that, you know what, I think now... There is a one-year lifespan on Cam Neely and Don Swing. I agree, and, and if they don't and do Cam, something
0: this year. Perfect, they've got to go. I'm not. I, I know I've been on this for a while. Cam Neely, I think, is the biggest problem there right now, and I. Th- well, because
1: and, it, and you know I, as an outsider. I just want to throw, toss it in there: the Bruins ownership. I hate. I think. It's, oh, I hate them too. They're the number one reason I'm not a Bruins fan. Just in case you didn't know that. With that said, I think they are so hell-bent on playing, quote-unquote, they're like Michigan. They're so hell-bent on playing Bruins hockey that they don't give a shit how poor the product it, becomes. They're not going to take an it's, outsider, bring out a, a, it's, it, a
0: fresh mindset. It's, it's not it's not even a Bruins hockey with your air quotes. Yeah. it's They like that. They don't think that anybody's ever going to get mad at Camden because he was a great Bruin and all this. And it's like, the, okay, oh, that's yeah. great. You're a great hockey player. Yep. You are not a good front office mind at this point. Now, he won a cup. he did well. But same thing. Maybe people aren't listening to him anymore. You know, and I think, unfortunately, I think that to go up higher, like you said, if Neely doesn't fire Claude next year, unless you win the cup or go on some big run, don't get me wrong, I think you got to look at him. I've been saying for a couple weeks here, you got to look at Neely more than you need to look at Claude. Go up as high as you can. All three. And Neely disappointed me. The Look what they do with Don Sweeney. Bring in another Bruins guy. Oh, weird. Cam yeah. Neely and Don Sweeney, buddies from when they played, now they're running the team. Well, that's... Tell uh, you Pelley and I always talk about, hey, we hit the lottery. We're going to go buy a English Premier League team and and win the English Premier League or buy a fourth-level team and build them up. You and I have never played soccer. We know nothing about building a soccer team. <laughs> we go do that. We're just going to waste money. We're never going to put a winning team out there, Correct. Probably, well, maybe. <laughs> but, but speak for yourself. But but that's some that's a mindset that I'm starting to realize here is you can't have two buddies just running. They're playing fantasy hockey. Well, you, in real
1: life, and you're someone I, I believe it was you anyway who said it to me that having contrasting styles and contrasting opinions in a front office is huge right. to having success. You right. want to have that dissension of right. be that skeptic. Yep. For for Neely says, well, you, I want I want to resign Krejci long term. Well, I want Don Sweeney to sit there and say, well, why? Right. You need the why right. guy because right now you
0: can't just go now and re. Oh, I want to sign Patrice Bergeron long long term again. Okay, yeah. Well, he's played with us for 15 years, so let's just give him a contract. No, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. Why? Oh, think about. Well, oh, now he's aging or whatever. You know, Chara. Oh, he's 38 years old. He can't skate anymore. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. Maybe just because he's a Daniel Char doesn't mean that I should yeah. sign him. Maybe I should look a different way. And I, I'm a big believer of if you have two or three guys running a team, y- y'all have to know what you're doing. But on the other hand, too, it's good to have a different minds, different opinions. And I'm almost worried, too, that there's only two of them. I, it looks like Cla- – I think Claude was with Chiarelli and Neely before, and they kind of went the three of them because you had the on-ice coach, the GM – and the president, now since it's, I think it's just Claude... I'm uh, not, not Claude, I'm... Um, Don yeah. and Cam. So I think, I hope this isn't the way it is, but I think Cam goes, oh, well, I want to trade Dougie Hamilton. And Don says, no, I don't want to trade Dougie Hamilton. And then Cam just goes, well, I'm the president, so go screw yourself. I'm trading Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> well, now what's the point of having a GM? If you're just going to do it your way, do it your way. Yep. Don't hire your buddy for a paycheck. And I think that's what ended up happening. And I agree. I, I think it's more... It's more of a front office issue. This is how I'm going to end it. It's more of a front office issue for them. And like I said, this is a I got this from the conversation I heard on one of the airwaves today with the Penguins, is they had a front office issue. And the players are all the same. They didn't go for four years because the front office fucked up the players. And mm-hmm. I don't think the players fucked up this team. I think the front office fucked up this team. All right. We'll move on
1: to the winter team that did make the playoffs, the Celtics. eggs J.P. loves that
0: sound.
1: Mildly more successful, the green team. I would
0: say very mild. Uh, Celtics lose
1: in six to the Atlanta Hawks, who have now been beaten two in a row by the Cleveland Cavaliers in. Um, Tough way to go out for the season for, for the Celtics. A team that I thought regular season-wide would be seven. So right in the wheelhouse of where I thought they were going to be. I think in the beginning of the season, I said that's going to be a pretty successful year for them. Because that's showing progress for the third consecutive year. You made it around further than you were supposed to. And you've, we've talked about that before. That's a huge thing. is If you can go out there, a successful year for a team. And I think Boston was, unfortunately, two games away. Able to be very happy with their season. Um, unfortunately because they didn't close the season very well and unfortunately was able to sweep them out in the first round. Even if they made you know, really no questions in my mind, they're going to beat them up. So they put themselves in a bad position by not finishing the season. One, a weaker team in the first round, and two, not seeing Cleveland until the Eastern Conference Finals. You like,
0: yeah, but before I want to know this, and I'll, I'll, this is going to be my only negative comment, fans, because that's why I hit the Celtics, <laughs> because the... Green teamers bleed green, and they're always right. Because I sat down at this table with the three of you, and you guys said the Cavaliers—they mm-hmm. did not do that. So I don't want to hear now out of a successful year. Do you agree or do you disagree? Because you—you've been telling me now for four or five months a certain duo
1: on the Sports Hub who consistently. They want to say, well, you can't talk about injuries being something that held you back. How the leading scorer was zapped in game one. Okay. Okay. Fair fair enough. Fair enough. Jay Crowder, probably going to have shoulder surgery. Ironically enough, because obviously the Kevin Love thing last year. Okay. Points or more per game throughout the regular season taken out of your lineup to a certain extent, able to go once you take away that level. That's like... Okay, we, and, go and back you know to for a and, second
0: And that, that is a that standpoint that you can't just say, oh, well, Avery, Avery Bradley, you can't use Avery Bradley as an excuse. Exactly, it. and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you on that standpoint. Now, with that, though, and being a think, and maybe this is my own personal thing, and maybe this is where yeah. I'm disconnected from everybody else. I... I don't think Avery Bradley was going to... Now, do they extend, extend it to you, seven? Ma- I think that you're still losing to the Hawks. That's my own personal opinion. I think if you had, as anyone else was in that
1: series, in that in that particular series, I think you win that series.
0: I think that and Avery Atlanta, Bradley, there, Bradley there for the whole time. I 100% don't Avery I,
1: Bradley, I think you have a pretty good shot. I'll be totally honest. This was a matchup nightmare for Boston. And yeah. I don't want to make excuses, but they were a matchup nightmare. This was the one team in the first round that I said to myself... You don't want to, well. I well, mean, short of Cleveland, obviously, but right. this was the one team outside of Cleveland that I said I don't want to see them in the first round because of the fact that this is a team that's long, athletic, and they're basically built inside out. And Boston is the polar opposite; they're built from the outside in. They got no bigs worth a damn, yep. and we learned that f- ten full in this series yep. that Boston does not have a big on and. Again, I'm okay. Kelly's 100% healthy, maybe we're talking a little bit different. But they don't have a big man worth a damn. You've got Al Horford and Paul Millsap, both perennial all-stars on that Atlanta front court, who are able to eat them apart. Yep.
0: Now I'm taking off my pessimist hat now. Like I said, I just want to get that jab no, no, no. the I, Celtics I, fans. To they, answer
1: your initial question, though, I do agree with that. They, I, I don't look at the season as a total success based off of what happened. I look at it as a progressed season. Yep. I think this team is a step ahead of where it was a year ago. However, I think the ball now is firmly, now it was last year, but this year there's no excuses for Danny Ainge not to make this team improved in the way that it needs to for this upcoming 16-17 season.
0: Now, before we get into the offseason, because I think that's where you were just going to go, but before we do that, Transitions. there was something else that I wanted to talk about real quick mm-hmm. because you said you didn't want to see the Hawks. Yeah. Now, and I'm, I'm taking that out of it. You didn't want to see the Hawks. You obviously don't want to see Cleveland he right. said came what down the last two three games of the year that they choked away yeah. where you would have now had I believe you would have had Charlotte and yeah. then you would have avoided assume you get out of the first round because you didn't but mm-hmm. assume you get out of the first round now you avoid Charlotte now maybe you get the Hawks in the second round or you get the heat whoever shows whoever shows up so do you think they lost the series with the Hawks before the playoffs even started if you if you mm. do you think they lost that first round off of those Uh, last three or four games that they botched? Am I phrasing that correctly? I don't know if I'm making complete sense. No, but I think
1: they put the bullet in the head of them playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. As soon as you knew that you were playing Cleveland in the second round, I was like, "Okay, well, maybe they but, steal a game from Cleveland to make it." And that well, it would doesn't be a look series.
0: If Atlanta beat you. Yeah, it doesn't look uh, like you're stealing a game how, from however, Cleveland if the if they, Atlanta's however, getting blown up by seventy they every night.
1: Theoretically, match up better against Cleveland than they do against Atlanta. I don't believe. I think the two wins that they had against Atlanta this year were both in the postseason. Otherwise, they I think they lost every other game. They may have had one during. I the they regular might have. Season. I think
0: they won one at home during the regular season. Yeah. So you're,
1: you're talking about a team that had your number regardless. They beat Cleveland in Cleveland this year. Well,
0: it, well okay, okay, put but you now know.
1: play. Yeah, sure. Playoffs and regular season are, are totally different animals, but. He also I, beat
0: Golden State and Golden State this year. And don't tell me now that we're better than Golden State. This, <laughs> is, this is a whole argument. Nick Brown, I'll call you out. We beat Golden State. Why can't we win the whole thing? You stupid green teamer. <laughs> you, you, you're not better than Golden State. And you're no. not better than Cleveland. No. Like no, you no. said, maybe you, maybe you steal one. Right. Maybe. And then that's, and then that's, and that's all as you far as Boston you're getting. Said. And right now, it doesn't look like you would steal one with the way that Cleveland was yeah. manhandling the
1: Hawks. threes the other night. Yep.
0: So, yeah, I mean... It, I think they shot
1: themselves in the foot in the opportunity of, to go even further by getting to that Eastern Conference Finals. However, you, you want to be taken seriously. You got to beat Atlanta. You got to beat them. And I'm not going to. And
0: gonna, Atlanta's. A, and,
1: and, and, this no, team was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Let's not forget about that. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals, they got swept out. Okay. But they won okay. Two okay. Last I, year.
0: I will say I do subscribe to this, and I heard Feller say this a whole bunch. They're the Atlanta friggin' Hawks. And this is not the Atlanta Hawks of 2015. 2014 2015. This is the Atlanta Hawks of 2015 2016. They might be better than they were a year ago.
1: No, no, by record, no, they didn't win the number one overall seed. But this team, per their roster, I honestly like this team better than I like their team from a year ago. Tamari Carroll, good, good defender, but they had Kent Bazemore out from the outside, who I think. He had a big He's series very good he yep. is a very good player and he plays in a way that he doesn't need the ball necessarily run through him in order for him to score in order for him to to make an impact on a game which is one of my biggest things for basketball players when you can make an impact when the when the play isn't run for you and Base Moore looked very very good now I don't subscribe to Jeff Teague being an all-star, I don't think he is. I think he's a very average league I think, he's, I, think he's, I think he's average. I think too. Al Horford's overrated after watching this series and watching him very closely because he's supposedly this off-season guy that Boston's going to go get. I didn't see anything that told me that he was going to be a huge in- increase on on what this team currently does. Millsap, I thought, was great at times. He had that 145-point game, but Basemore was probably the best player in, this, in the series. On top of that, you had a great showing from Dennis Schroeder, the, the, the black German kid, I don't know how many of those are there are out there, but he had a great. They're series. starting to come back. They're, they're starting to come back. They're making a comeback. It's an interesting <laughs> phenomenon. Uh, and Kyle Korver, who was able to break them apart when he do he would get on me a some run Kyle for. Corver. Oh my god! I do nine, some 12 Kyle points Corver. at a time. You know, it would be two three possessions, and he'd be able to break them apart. Once they did that, it opened up the lanes. You were able to see Atlanta get to the rim, and that's when the game was over. Then we saw that happen in Atlanta on two occasions where it was a blowout, and then on two other occasions was a little bit more. Oh, okay. You know, but, real, I,
0: I just want a quick answer before we go into the off season because this is something I forgot about. Do you th- think the Celtics put their best effort in? I know one of the games they just flat out quit. They flat out quit. But other yeah, than that, game six they got throttled. It wasn't even. But do you do, it was over. So you don't think they put their best effort in? Because if they didn't, and i you know me, I love Brad Stevens even though I hate the Celtics. If they didn't, then that's a coaching problems you can't get your boys up for a playoff for a home playoff game, game six where now all of a sudden you're golfing tomorrow i will
1: i don't think that they quit or anything of that nature however i do think brad stevens learned a ton in this series unlike cleveland last year where it was kind of like holy hell where are we you know they had no (laughs) they had no idea what what to expect brad stevens and this was a big one for me and and this is this is what celtics fans should sound like Brad Stevens got his pass this year because I think this was the first time that he got into a series that competitively in the playoffs, he got to see a seven-game series and how that works. We're talking about a guy who was very, very good in tournament basketball back in the NCAA days when he was an NCAA coach. Very, very good at Game planning for one, for one team, team at team one, one time, time, right? In, in confusing and right. tricking right. the other, the opposition, and being able to do stuff. Right now, you're playing the same team seven, times, seven in times in
0: a row, and whatever you do, they're not going to let you do it the next exactly. game. Exactly, and they're you also ha- have to take away what they're doing well, exactly. and you're playing more of a chess match.
1: Exactly, and I think that sh- that experience that he got this year needs to be expressed in next year when this team. Instead of just getting thrown by Cleveland, where you don't learn anything playoffs. because they've got LeBron and they yeah, show you. Exactly. I mean, what are you right. going to
0: learn from from getting when, destroyed. You, when you're
1: so far in the right. hole in terms right. of talent? But I mean, there's just nothing you're playing you can a team do.
0: who's equal with you. Yep. Now, now it comes into a chess match
1: in the truest form. I mean, two teams had identical records. Who you know, one team won because of a, a tiebreaker, and yep. I think this was the year that that Brad Stevens and this is year three of his contract. He's got he had a six-year deal. He's got three years remaining on it. He's now at that point where it's... I'm not going to say it's do or die. You're not going to dump him if the team has a bad year next year and misses the playoffs or is an 8-seed and is dumped in the first round. However, I am going to say this. The Heat just got ratcheted up a notch in my book because he's a great young coach. He's got the respect of these players. He's got these guys playing at the highest level they possibly can, in my opinion. I don't think they could do much better than they do on a night-in-night-out basis. And with the energy that they play with, it's a fun team to watch. But you have to learn from the mistakes. And this was that time where you know what? You got six games deep into a series. You got to see what it's like to play a team for a long extended series. You need to use this going forward. So for me, huge year for Brad Stevens. And He needs to improve upon what he did here. He needs to know that, like like you said, I think you said that's exactly perfect, that they're going to take away what you did good last game, and you got to take away what they did good last game, and you have to start the game plan for how they're going to approach such things. And he did that. I thought he did very good in game three. When they came back to Boston, he found a way to get Isaiah the ball when he wasn't bringing the ball up. He was able to run him off of some screens, be able to get a little creative with the offense, and you saw that work really well for him. And then they, I don't know what happened they got tired of it they didn't like him scoring or something i don't i don't know what happened in boston's heads that they were like eh this is taking too long we want to be able to shoot the ball within you know 3 seconds of the shot right. clock and they went away from it and for the rest of the series it wasn't even you know it was barely even competitive but
0: all right well, i'm going to move you to the off season now thank you okay now before i've been actually playing this game i actually find it quite quite entertaining i every day go on to the mock draft on ESPN, the mock draft lottery, <laughs> and see what comes up. Um, and I have it pulled up now. Now, okay. I'm not going to hit the play lottery button, but I'm going to play the lottery game with you. Sure. Before I play the lottery game button, are you... I don't think they can move their picks before the, um, the lottery is held. No. I, I, the only they, time they can they, trade they, they,
1: is post-championship uh, game. Though, while the championship series has to,
0: oh, oh, see, I wasn't even thinking. If if that's the case, then fine. I was thinking more. I am not buying a pick if I'm a team trading somebody unless I know what that pick is. I'm not buying the pick on on an odds. Okay, so we were in agreement on that. But if they can't move it until the finals are, then it doesn't matter anyways. Okay. I've been playing like I said for a couple days here. (laughs) Before I push it, I've seen. I've done it a whole bunch of times, but there's a couple names that keep coming up. Yep. Well, they can't... Let, let, let me
1: qualify everything with this. They can't go any further then down than six. Than six, then six right. Which is where they pick Marcus Smart.
0: Right. Right. Now, just for the reference. only names I've seen, and I believe there's only five of them that I've seen. Maybe I saw six. I didn't pay attention to. But Ben Simmons, obviously, mm-hmm. Brennan Ingram, obviously, and yeah. like I said, they give you the ESPN gives you if you want to play this game. It's a fun game. They give you the mock draft, and if the Celtics draw the fifth pick, then they say they give you the mock draft based off of what other teams' needs are and everything. So depending on how it falls, um, that depends on who the Celtics are projected. Right. Right. Um, so, I've seen Ben Simmons for yep. when the Celtics have won, coming first overall. I've seen the Celtics win one and pick Brennan Ingram. Yep. So, you know, come in two and had either one, depending on what it is. Right. It I saw forward. Jamal Murray on there. Yep. Dragon Bender. Yep. The Croatian kid. And then Buddy Heald was one that I saw. And he he hasn't come up a lot, but I'm a Buddy Heald fan because I know the name. He had a good basketball player out of Oklahoma. Um,. Out of those five, if you had your pick right now, which one do you want? Say that you can't move the pick. We're not moving the pick. You have to draft at your spot, whatever it is, and you get number one. Which one out of those five would you take? And screw, oh, Ben Simmons has the most upside. Who do you want on the team right now?
1: If I have to take one of those guys, it's probably Ben Simmons. Um, Taking Simmons. I just think he has an all-around game that translates well to the NBA now. Um, He while playing small forward at LSU. He's a power forward in the NBA. He's a decent rebounder. Should get you eight or so boards a night. He's not a great scorer yet, but he should be able to give you high teens in scoring, and he's a fantastic passer at the four. I don't think he's ever going to become LeBron James, which is what a lot of people want to match him up to. I don't think he's LeBron James by any stretch of the imagination. However, I think he's that stretch four who has every skill in the bucket that you can ask for. He can defend, he can rebound. Eh, he's, he's not a post guy. That's the thing. Nope. He's he's a perimeter four. So, a Dirk? Not a good shooter, though. <laughs> 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 There's not a great comparison for him. A uh, Jay Crowder? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, but taller.
1: Perfect, you nailed it. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a power forward body with small forward skills or shooting guard skills. His shooting has to improve if it improves and he can, you know, knock down the open three, you're talking about a guy who could give you 20, low 20s a night I think, plus like I said, eight or nine boards, plus very very solid passing from that position. He can do it all. I mean, he's he's got every skill you know out there that imaginable that you could possibly want. I like Brandon Ingram. I do. I think he has the opportunity to be a guy who can give you 20 25 a night. The thing is, he doesn't have a body that's ready for the NBA right now in Boston unless they want to wait two or three years for him to develop a little bit. I don't think that's the pick. I don't think, you know, for a team... Boston is in that rare position that when they took Len Bias, number three overall back in 86, you have an opportunity to go out there and get a player who can help you win now and into the future. Right. Because you've got the basis of a winning team already. Mm -hmm. Now you're just adding to that to make yourself even further better. Now, the A6 Celtics were coming off of a championship, one of the greatest teams Many would consider it in NBA history with Bird, Mikhail, Parish, yep. da 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 That's not this year's Celtics team by any stretch of the imagination. But you're in that rare playoff mold. You're going to get a top six pick. I don't think waiting for a guy like Ingram to figure out how to score on that level. I don't think he's Kevin Durant. Everyone wants to say he's Kevin Durant because he kind of he's skinny. And he can shoot the ball. Yep, great. I don't think he's that. I think he's a guy that's going to take two or three years to develop. Buddy Hiles is probably number two on my list, and. If you get a one or two pick, it's hard to justify taking him that high. But I think he's the most NBA-ready player out of anyone in this draft. Perfect shooting stroke. Quick to get the ball out unbelievable in in terms of his perimeter game can get to the rim pretty well decently athletic for me he's number three on the board and if boston's picking where they're projected to pick which should be number three that's your guy in my opinion he's going to get i think he should give you 15 to 18 points a night right off the bat if not more than that because he has that type of game defensively i think he's a liability he's not going to be a great defender but boston's predicated on their defensive perimeter players right now you don't need another defensive perimeter you need a guy who can score and that's what he is after that, you said Murray and Bender. I think Bender is going to take... Years. Years. He's not Christos Porzingis. You're not going to get right. him and get 15 a night plus all the threes and all that stuff. This is a kid who was playing 10 minutes a night in fucking Croatia or wherever the hell he was. Playing. Actually, right. I think it was Israel.
0: Yeah, you, Croatian playing in Israel, correct.
1: He's getting 10 minutes a night in Israel. Let me, re- re- <laughs> let me repeat that a few times because... That's not. That's one of the better European leagues. But he's getting ten minutes a night.
0: Now is he he's getting t- ten minutes a night though? Because he's trying to save himself for the NBA. No,
1: he's getting ten minutes a night because that sucks. team's trying to win championships, <laughs> and he's not helping them win championships. <laughs> he's a great prospect. I think he's got plenty of. T- I mean, he's seven foot, seven foot one. He's got that Porzingis skills in terms of he can play on the perimeter, pass the ball pretty well. He can do a lot of that stuff. He looks like a nice prospect. But you know, if you want to wait four years for this kid to figure out, you know, what it is he's supposed right. to be doing on an NBA level even if he figures it out, that's a huge risk to take if I'm Boston. Jamal Murray, nice player. I think he's not as good a scorer as what you're going to get from Hild, and I don't think he's as good a playmaker as the other guy that should be up in the top six is Chris Dunn from uh, PC.
0: From Promise, yep.
1: Unbelievable athlete. Fantastic being able to get to the rim, gets others involved, can shoot the ball decently well, not a great shooter, but he's better than what you already have in terms of a Marcus Smart or something like that. If I'm Boston, realistically, if you're picking a three, it's between Hild and Dunn. If you're picking higher than that, then
0: it becomes a little bit okay. interesting. Now I just played the game. Yep. I just played the game. Where I we pushed land? the replay lottery and I'm not going to tell you if you want I can tell you who's in front of you cuz you didn't get the number one pick. Okay. So now I'll just I'll, I won't tell you who they drafted, but I'll tell you who's in front of you. The 76ers won the NBA draft lottery. The Milwaukee Bucks, not the second spot. Ooh, that's bad. So the Phoenix Suns got the fourth spot. Or third the spot. third spot. And the seventy sixers also picked up the fourth spot. So you're picking five. How I get two? They've got they must have traded they've got a trade in there. They've oh, got somebody else's. Oh, so it's
1: like Okay. So okay. Sure. Right. So you're so picking.
0: So you're picking five. Are you trading the pick or are you yes. keeping the pick? Trading the pick.
1: You're doing everything you can to move that
0: out. Okay, uh, well, then let me say hypothetically, just quick yes no answer. You yep. get the two or three. Are you trading the pick? Would you trade the pick regardless of where the pick is? Or if you're in five, it depends you, on the return. Do you, do you use that on um, what There's was a, that? That was a Jeff Green for Ray Allen. That was a five. Yes. That yes. was a five, right?
1: Yep. yep. And there was a Randy Foy in there. That was like six or something right, like that. Right, right, right. Um, it depends on the return. Uh, if it's five or six, I almost don't even care what you do with it. Just, just dump it. Dump just it. dump it. Just get rid of it in one way or another. Package it with the other a couple of picks. It, maybe you move up. Maybe, there's, you, know, maybe right. you get up two or three picks and you say, here, we get three first rounders. You give us your pick at four or five. Right. Uh, I think there's four prospects in this draft that Boston can look at and say, let's go get that guy. And that's Ingram, Simmons, Dunn. And heiled. Outside that, I don't want anyone, nobody in this draft. This is what, I think. This is one of those drafts where outside of the top six picks, you get you nothing. May see nothing. It's going
0: to be bad.
1: Yeah. Now <laughs>
0: there's a few okay players out there, but there, yeah, I do not like this draft. Now, now, real quick, just saying. Often this is the ESPN mock draft because, mm-hmm. like I said, they they give you the whole draft. You play the lottery and it gives you who everybody's going to pick. And I will say though, in this situation, ESPN. Has Ben Simmons going first? Brandon Ingram going second. Makes sense. Bender going third. Oof. Jamal Murray going fourth, Oof. All right, so then you, maybe you're your and about Buddy Heil coming to the now. That so that's something you got to wait. Now you're playing the game there. If you don't think Buddy's going to go, if you don't think Buddy's going to go, when you have the fifth pick, then you keep it maybe if you want him. But is that worth the risk? Is it worth the risk letting Buddy fall to you or no? Uh No, he's not
1: that big of a prize. I'm, he, he, I say that, that, that sounds horrible, but he's a player that's going to give you... he I look at it this way. The best players in the NBA are guys that can give you multiple things every single night. Buddy Heil is a player that, for right now anyway, until we see it on the NBA level, should be able to give you shooting one skill for maybe one out of every two or three nights. Not good enough then.
0: Not good enough to I hold mean, them trade you, the weight. If you
1: can trade that and package up and go get a guy like Jimmy Butler, go get a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, you know, get one of those frontline starters, it's not even it's not even this whole entire draft, there's no question. I would trade any pick, no matter what.
0: Unless it was one, two I, or three.
1: Nope. Even oh. if it's one, two or three, if I can get Jimmy Butler, if I can get DeMarcus Cousins, if I can get a guy who is a perennial all star talent in the NBA right now, I'm trading him. Train that pick, no matter what, no okay. questions
0: asked. Okay, I'm gonna play it one more time. I'm just gonna say where the Celts came, and it's shuffling. We're not gonna get into it again. But this Celtics moved up to the number two pick in this. That in would this be one. a great scenario for them. Now, real quick, before we move on, I know we've been on the Celtics for a little bit here, but you said you trade the pick, you get one choice here. You can't trade for Durant. He's gonna be a free agent. I don't. I'm not gonna entertain Durant talks right now. Welcome. I'm not about gonna, that. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to entertain Durant talk right now. We can do that when it comes. <laughs> so you're trading. You take your one. Do you want <laughs> Butler? Do you want Cousins? Do you want Kobe? Like, who are you, you taking? If you're trading, who are you trading for and why? Real quick.
1: Uh, if they can make a deal... <laughs> For me, I love Jimmy Butler. I think that would be when that thing came up and that became a real thing, that was one of the guys that I was like, you know what, absolutely, no questions asked. You're talking about a shooting guard, true shooting guard, can give you 20 points a night, can give you defense, buys into a team ethic, unbelievably you know, perfect fit for Boston. The other guy is obviously DeMarcus Cousins in my mind. I think outside of those two, it's not working. And, not, not work. and I'll take Cousins any day of the week. I know, obviously, you right. got the attitude and all that stuff, but I think he's one of those guys that if you bring him into a winning situation, winning environment, he's in the playoffs. He's you, you know he's into the 180. He puts his head down, and he's on a team that you know what they're going to find him a way. They're going to find a way to get him the ball for his you right. know, 25 a night. They're going right. to do it, and I think yeah, I think he maybe not a 180, but he becomes David Ortiz for as much as we hate. You know, on this show anyway. As much as we hate him, yep. I think he becomes David Ortiz. So you hear grumble every once in a while, but you're not going to sit here and have right.
0: the. But he's still going to go off wins, into his work. Yeah, winds are going to blow up? Right, he's going to go off into gonna, his work, but you're going to hear him bitching every once in a while. Exactly. I think oh, the that H- sounds fun. I, all I need is David Ortiz is leaving. That's all I need is another one to come to town. Great, <laughs> a bigger David Ortiz. Oh, Jesus Christ, more athletic too. Oh, Apollo Sandoval. Oh, we'll get into that. Later. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, it's
1: a good couple more topics down, But um, yeah, so it's it. Those are the two guys, honestly, one but you, one, one. Nobody else. Me.
0: You're not trading for anybody else. You're...
1: Honestly, I don't know if there's anyone else on the board that even makes sense. The only other guy oh, so that So you're I... real
0: screwed then if you follow the six and nobody wants to exactly. trade that pick? The <laughs> only
1: other guy that I have earmarked as a potential trade candidate, and this is the one that I'm really concerned on because he's connected to the Kardashians, is James Harden. I think Houston's oh, going yeah, to blow it up bad. this year. That'd and I bad. think that's a guy that they're going to say, you know what... If we can get rid of him for a top three pick, get a new star in here and rebuild from the, from ground level, yep. I think that's a guy that you might can be get you know,
0: Harden tr- and Dwight in one trade. Yeah. Oh. Dwight's gonna be free agent. Oh well wow. oh. Theoretically, he should be free agent oh. this year. Oh. oh, then I might become a Celtics fan at that point. Oh God, I'll <laughs> be done. We'll switch spots. We'll switch, spot. we'll switch <laughs> yeah. chairs. I'll become a Bruins fan. You become a Celtics fan because I can't do that shit.
1: I'm not about the the drama bullshit there. Uh, I love but it. that's what he's the one guy that I think is not quite on anyone's radar yet. But I think. Closer to draft time, he's going to be a guy that people are going to be like, "Oh, you know, maybe he we goes. might be able to snatch yeah. him." You know what? How how do you like this theory?
0: Harden comes here, and then you get Durant.
1: No, worse. The shit's fixed anyway. Number one overall pick goes to the Lakers. They trade number one overall pick and go get James Harden, bring him to L.A. Yep. So he can go do Kardashians meet the Lakers, and they just gang bang on the whole <laughs> fucking show. Wouldn't that be great? Even fucking, that would be one. Even Caitlin gets in poop. on it. That would be a loop of poop. <laughs>
0: um,
1: the only other thing I want to throw out there is just free agency. I don't think Boston's going to do much in free agency. I don't. You think, know, I, you, I think can
0: you? We are agreeing that we're not getting Kevin Durant here. Absolutely not. There's a hundred percent chance you. they do not get Kevin Durant. <laughs> Thank you.
1: At Leicester City was five thousand to one <laughs> for for your off the pitch uh, plug there. You, oh yeah, off the it pitch It was plug a five thousand to one chance. There is a zero percent <laughs> chance Kevin Durant is in Boston next year. If, oh, yeah. he, if he is, I will literally eat my own feces. <laughs> you will literally pimp. You literally poop your pa- pip, poop uh, in pants. Yeah, oh yeah, I will go much for much much worse than that. <laughs> I'll eat stripper poop. Well, awesome. That's not that's not worse. <laughs> you have to eat my poop. You have to eat my poop. All right, <laughs> nice handful. Mm. Uh, he's definitely not the guy. The two guys that I can see possibly being in the conversation: Al Horford, which we've already talked oh, about. Yeah, no. That screw I'm not him. a huge fan of. That screw him. The other guy, flying under the radar. A lot of people are, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but some of the smarter basketball people are starting to talk about this. Hassan Whiteside from Miami. Oh, I don't like that one either. Love that one. Center, shot blocker, can score a little bit, doesn't need the ball to be effective. I think it would be a great add, but we'll see where it goes. Him and Jimmy Butler, I think maybe then you start to open the door for something good to happen for yourself. Maybe then you get KD. No, there is a zero percent <laughs> chance you're getting love Kevin it. Durant. Thank
0: God, at least I was. I was gonna get real mad if we had to no. sell and you're gushing over Kevin Durant coming here. No, I was gonna be. I, I was. There gonna is get, a
1: zero. There is less of a chance for the first there's more time. A in a chance, while. There's more of a chance than Le, More of a chance that LeBron James buys out of his contract and comes and signs right? in Boston than Kevin Durant's in Boston. Okay. I you heard it here first. It, it will not happen. Okay.
0: No, good. I, I, w- I wish it I'm would, leaving a Celtics segment. I'm it. leaving the Celtics segment happy for once, because I knew that that Kevin Durant was going to come up. Oh my God, Kevin Durant's coming to Boston, and I would no. love it. I would. I'm not shit, saying I'm not. Just- I would shit kittens and then eat the kitten. Not not being a Celtics fan, I would love it too. It's just not happening. It just no, no.
1: <laughs> you look great. well, actually, isn't that the move that we made for?
0: Uh, oh no, it, it that was
1: the move that we made yeah. for. <laughs> for our fucking nba
0: yep. 2k uh yep. franchise no that was one that we didn't that was no. one that we disagreed on and you went you, your you right. didn't want
1: to do it i, I did it and then we yep. ended up winning 10 straight championships yeah that was good. You, only nine It was only nine it was only nine yeah i probably should have held on to <laughs> um yeah with that uh we move on to the patriots do oh. we, have, we have a patriot lead in i forgot about this it's been so long been a while since we've talked football but uh nfl draft went down just a uh, a weekend ago uh, obviously a ton uh going on there with uh obviously the, the trades in the first round craziness with, with all that shit um some extracurricular stuff that we'll talk about in a little bit but crazy draft um good or bad draft for boss uh for new england
0: i don't know what they were doing they didn't fill a single need that I thought that they had <laughs> um I'm pulling keep going from it. I'm trying to pull yeah. up who they drafted the, the exact list I obviously have the couple that I well know uh, of and I'll, I'm strongly about but I'm th- trying to get the whole list yeah in. get so get, get your stuff second. together
1: I'm gonna start rattling off the picks that they did have and we can go one by one. I'm gonna go in reverse order from seventh to, seventh round to second oh you round have round them again. all written down? I have most of them committed to oh, memory. Okay. Seventh round, they took a receiver out of Arizona State, Devin Lucian. uh, Six foot two, decent speed, bigger wide receiver, outside guy. Um, What do you think about grabbing a guy like that? I mean, obviously, you don't have the scouting report in front of you, but obviously, bigger guy. Receivers don't seem to do well in the Belichick. All I heard was,
0: for whatever reason, this kid is supposed to be, he's a smart receiver, so he's going to be, do well in New England and smart receivers do well in New England. But if you're drafting the seventh round, that means that you can be as smart as you want. You probably don't have the actual talent to <laughs> do anything with it. So I, I just, I don't see the need at receiver. I see what you're trying to do. And Hey, I'm, maybe I got egg on my face at the end, you know, when he actually ends up working out, they haven't drafted wide receiver. Well, if you're going to draft wide receiver, I would have drafted a wide receiver early. If you're going to make that argument, they didn't. They end. They got him late. I don't think you need a late wide receiver who's going to end up missing the team. I think that's a stupid pick. Is he a special teamer?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I don't think so. He's basically, I think oh. they made this pick off of the thought that,
0: okay, Aaron Dobson needs someone to challenge him for that outside spot. Oh, because he needs somebody to challenge him? I could go challenge him. He blows too. <laughs> He's not very good. He hasn't done much. Oh, I'm getting all primed up. Are we? Gonna, we're doing the socks tonight. I'm getting. Yeah, all, we get socks next. I'm starting to get angry right now, and I'm gonna lose it on Clay Buckholtz later. FYI, spoiler alert. But go ahead. God damn it! Why can't they just give? Why? Why doesn't uh, there's no site that just gives? Hot, what is that? Crazy. Oh, that might be me. That is <laughs> you. Sorry, my porn pulled up on my computer <laughs> while I was doing this.
1: Scorching hot out the butthole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry about that. We're, we've been off a little bit here, Carl. We couldn't figure out how to turn on. Carl couldn't figure out how to turn on the turntables over there earlier. Right. Um, yeah, we're, we're losing idiot. it. You idiot! You're such an idiot! Yeah, we're, we're losing it over here. But anyways, continue. I work
1: with a bunch of idiots. Oh, I thought that was
0: my computer again. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, all right, sixth round.
1: We move forward. Uh, number 221 overall.
0: A offensive guard from Illinois, Ted 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 Um. I, if you're going to draft a line, why aren't you drafting a tackle? This is gonna totally be, agreed. This is going to be a theme. If you're drafting a line, why don't you draft a tackle? And the kid's a four-year starter out of Illinois. Um, he yep. was a captain, so he's got a lot of leadership. He's got a lot of the Patriot qualities, all good and dandy. If you're going to draft a line, why are you not taking a tackle? Yep. And he doesn't project to be a tackle. So now we've got... Eight guards on the roster and no tackles. <laughs> this is gonna. This is sounding really good. Yeah. Sounding
1: really good already. No, I, this was the one pick that I, I was a huge head scratcher for me at that point. Especially they got it, a
0: tackle or a guard early in draft. We'll get to him in a little bit. Yeah, but. he's
1: a little ways away, but if, I, I don't get it. I mean, unless you think this guy projects to beat one of the guards out that you currently have, which I don't think he is why like what are you gaining by putting more maybe they think they're going to transition them i don't know i do I really don't know what the thought process was there so hopefully he's got something but otherwise i think that's a guy that you probably end up cutting this year i really don't even see him making the team uh just ahead of that at 214 in the sixth
0: round out of houston was a linebacker elandon roberts i don't mind i don't mind a linebacker pick anywhere in the draft um because you can convert them d end wise right, um right. if A linebacker, really, you can kind of mold, unless you need a mind to be the middle linebacker, but you can put him right, left, trick up your defensive strategies and put him in different spots to help him him succeed, Um, maybe mix up the offense a little bit. I don't mind a linebacker pick at all. You always need depth of linebacker. They're doing a lot of the tackling with the big running backs. Linebackers always seem to get injured. Um, I don't think there was a need there, but I don't mind taking depth of linebacker, excuse me, with that pick.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he's a guy that's really going to impact the team a ton, say, in, a, in an actual linebacker position. However, Dane Fletcher just retired. Yep. They love themselves. A good, solid linebacker, depth guy mm-hmm. who plays a good uh, special teams. I think this guy fits into that role. Very good. Can
0: play with his hands on the ground. Can play standing up. Like you said, special teamer. That, that's fine. That's good.
1: Led all of FBS schools uh, out of Houston, of course. Out of FBS schools. In solo number one in solo tackles. Which, yep. to me... As a nose for the ball. As a nose for the ball, and typically when you see a returner out there, how many guys are tackling him? Usually one. One. And uh, this looks like a guy that's going to be able to do that. So hopefully he's got a little bit of speed and can get down the the field and be able to do something for him. Sixth round, 208 overall, was Kamu Grugier-Hill out of Eastern Illinois. Another linebacker safety combo there. uh, Played
0: with Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yes. this This kid's the one that can play linebacker safety. Yep. And I, this is what I don't like about this pick, is I think Belichick's looking at him like, oh, imagine all the crazy stuff I'm going to be able to do with him. I'm going to put him on the outside. I'm going to have him (sighs) nose tackle over the guard, rushing the court. It's like, Bill, 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 one thing at a time here. The kids can't play all 11 positions on the football field at once. Yeah. I know you like versatility, but what good is having 20 guys that can play every position when all you need is one guy to play each position? Jack of all trades, master of none, has special teamer written all over
1: you. Exactly. Taking the words right out of my mouth. Definitely a special teamer guy. I think he's probably got a little bit more speed. Gets down the field, can maybe knock the shit out of someone on a return. And this makes me really scratch my head on whether Nate Ebner makes his te- his way back into the team next year. Um, obviously well, he, he is was, doing he was, the Olympics this he, yeah, year, too, so maybe he a little pissed. Right, and I, I think maybe there's an opportunity there that he takes that spot. Do we know if he can drop up.
0: kick? I don't. Camu, I don't know that for sure. A name like Kamu tells me that he might be able to drop kick. Oh yeah, he's probably so, some go, soccer in his but, past. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I, I think that I think that we're going to see more <laughs> drop kicks next year. The Kamu kick because. <laughs> Uh, oh, God, I can, I'm can't. i getting mad. I'm getting mad.
1: <laughs> well, they traded out of the fifth round. I believe they had a fifth-round pick that they uh, eventually dumped. Fourth round, they went with another receiver out of Georgia, Malcolm Mitchell. The big story on this guy is he taught himself how to read once he got to college. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> God damn it. I need another beer after that one. I did not know that about him. He learned to read in college. In college. How the fuck did he get to college? How do you take an SAT Well, he made
1: it in the fourth round of the NFL draft, if that tells you anything.
0: Oh, my God. I need a beer. (laughs) I need a beer.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll start this one off. Solid pick supposedly is a smart receiver.
0: (laughs) Can he read the players?
1: Yes, yes, they, he can read the plays. He's a football player. Uh, this was a guy that a lot of people were saying he had a an injury. I don't know if it was an ankle or a knee, but uh, supposedly got injured and um, basically fell over the last year or so because of that injury. guy that a lot of people were projecting to be late first, or early second rounder at one point in time. Falls all the way to the fourth round. New England picks him up. They think he's going to be one of those Brandon LaFell types with better hands. If that's the case, then Great. If not, then you know we'll see where it goes. But for me, seems athletic enough. Seems like he's talented enough.
0: Bill like smart guys. On, <laughs> if you learn how to read a little, a little bit, great, great like value a, with a pick, probably. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going to say though. Like if he does, this is he. This is like he's got to be a really like athletic the, player. This is like a weed smoker that d- doesn't read smart, though. The weed. He doesn't know. How, oh Jesus Christ! This is I, I want to. Yeah, you to I want to be a fly. I want to be a fly in the wall in Bill's first wide receiver like meeting. Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, here's your playbook. Turn to page seventy-two. Um, you're no the X. I don't know what an X is. <laughs> you know, you're the X receiver. What's yeah. Okay. It, cool.
1: Is it the squiggly thing? Oh my god. Uh, you, no, oh no, you god. have to read up on this. No. So if you want, oh, no, to, I'm going to read up. I'll, on I'll it. give you the story. Here, here's the story. Apparently, got into Georgia on a middle school reading um level is, is apparently what he was he, oh so he, he so he that could read schools. like
0: "the" and cat it wasn't like yeah, he was completely he, illiterate three
1: and four letter words were no problem once you get past that it became a huge question mark apparently reading goosebumps got the, yeah
0: <laughs> I, I can't do it i can't do it
1: he, got, he gets into georgia obviously football scholarship goes out there eventually realizes that reading is a necessary
0: evil uh, teaches himself how to read, gets into a woman's book club. How do you teach yourself how to read? I think if you don't know how to read, okay, and you look at the page, okay, cool, If if I'm reading a James Bond book, right, and I don't know how to read... How can I teach myself how to read? I'm going to start reading Harry Potter because that's what I want to fucking read because I don't know what the fuck the pages say. The same way you learned it out.
1: how to read. Sounded well, out. Well, you
0: can't read about learning how
1: to read. Well, like, that's what I'm not understanding. Todd somehow, but apparently he seeked the help that he needed. Got into a woman's book, over 40 women's book club, a bunch of old ladies. There's pictures of him with this book club. It's great. You have to check this out, dude. You're going to lose it. So, so it does, looks, it looks like the start of a weird porno the pictures that I've seen, <laughs> like the one black, one black guy, and then just a bunch of over, just like, throw a little yeah, yeah, brazzers. a yeah, b- bunch the... of yeah brasers. <laughs> um, after that, learns how to read, starts to become a proficient reader, writes a
0: children's book, writes one, published author for Je- a children's book. Jesus fucking Christ! This, this guy, guy needs to go go out of. T- I already don't like him. He Needs to get the hell out of town. <laughs> Focus on football. He's got a great ten yard split in his forty burst. He's had the fastest ten yard split out of anybody in the draft. I'm reading it right now at a 1.51 split. He's very fast out of that first. Very fast. It says right here in his uh, scouting report. um, It reflects how good his short area burst is. How about we focus on that and not focus on like three pigs in a blanket book? (laughs) Get the get. Oh my! He sounds like the perfect jet. Trade him to the Jets.
1: Perfect jet. All right, third round. New England takes at number ninety six. Vincent Valentine. Uh only three hundred and thirty pounds last year, so he's slimming down, looking good. Uh defensive tackle out of Nebraska. Obviously, they released Dominique Easley, Chris Jones. They had a need. Are you reading off the th- same thing that I'm reading? Probably. Yes, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're taking all my stats. <laughs> they had a need defensive tackle. I thought they needed to run stuffer with it, since Will Fork has been gone. Saliga's now gone too as well needed a big guy in the middle
0: is he just a fat puddle that's going to just take up occupy blockers or what um i don't know this one worries me just because you needed a offensive tackle and a running back and you didn't draft either one of them um (laughs) he's not going to do either and he hasn't and he hasn't bill hasn't done well with drafting defensive interior defensive linemen recently i know he got vince back in the day but he hasn't done well with it recently that's the thing that worries me a little bit um, and that he can't play offensive tackle or running back, so he's kind of useless to me. If you're catching the trend here for the last couple picks, all right. So a bunch, of, basically a pile of garb, a pile of a pile of poo. poo. <laughs> uh,
1: third round, ninety first overall, possibly the most intriguing pick of the draft for New England,
0: uh, quarterback out of North Carolina State, Jacoby Brissett. Yep, he's gonna do real well. Really? No, no. <laughs> he's gonna be the next Jamarcus Russell. Did you see him? He looks exactly ju- like Jamarcus Russell, like Russell. He's fat. He throws a ball a mile long with no accuracy. I love that. No, useless. We've got to go to a New England. What's, game, what's get the, in the end zone seats
1: and we'll be what's catching
0: What's the NFL Europe team in Amsterdam? Dragons, I think. Good. Send them to the Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> no, not doing it. But I will say, I don't mind the quarterback. I don't like that particular quarterback. I don't mind yeah. the quarterback pick. You're gonna need a third quarterback on the roster this year, regardless of whether he makes a team or not. Um it allows you to move on from Garoppolo. If Garoppolo does have a good first four games here, maybe trade him for a first round pick. At least now you're trading value up in that sense. Yep. yep. Um I don't mind the quarterback pick. I just think Jacoby Brissett is not At, the pick. He was way too way too early in my opinion. And to note,
1: Connor Cook, who Connor Cook, a lot of yeah, yes. said was the Cook, top two or three quarterback he, in the he,
0: Connor Cook was a late first, early second rounder. He was on the board at the time. They didn't take him, and he's white and not Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> so I would have liked oh, oh, that. So you're racist. I, yeah, I would have liked that. Jacoby Bris, Brisket. Brisket. Who, no, Brisket. He looks like he eats a, You know what? Him and Pablo Sandoval are going to be best friends. They're just going to get so fat. The lunch line. (laughs) Um, The lunch squad.
1: Interestingly enough, in the third round, they took another North Carolina State product at number 78, Joe
0: Tooney, uh, offensive guard. And it looks like he's going to continue playing guard. Really? Which is really... Yeah, he played all five um, positions, all five offensive line positions at North Carolina... And he was asked and Dante Skarnekia were asked after the draft. This is not on the ESPN thing. I heard this on the radio the other day. They're both both asked, Oh, where do you see him playing? You, you have a tackle. you have a need at tackle. Both Skarnecki and him said, Oh no, I, I'm not a tackle. I'm I'm an interior lineman. So good. We have eight, like you said, eight offensive linemen. None of them can play tackle. This, this is going well. Yeah,
1: that worries me a ton if they're not going to try him out yep. of tackle because no, that's they're not try- where the depth it. is needed.
0: They, he says, and Skarnakia says, that they they did not draft him with the intention of playing tackle. They drafted him as an, as an interior lineman. Might play center, but that's why I rolled my eyes when I was watching that's, the
1: whole... Okay, so that's three centers.
0: Yeah, when I was watching the draft, they said, oh, he's played all five positions. I'm like, okay, I get it. You're getting a depth piece here that you can plug in anywhere. He can play tackle, and then a day or two later... No, no, I, I'm not playing tackle in the NFL. And my coach says I'm not playing tackle in the NFL, and I'm not playing tackle in the NFL. So, good luck with eight guards and three centers. Yeah, I don't love that. Uh, the top
1: pick that the New England Patriots took, obviously without their first rounder, they had a second round pick, number 60 cornerback out of Alabama, Cyrus Jones.
0: Great special teamer. He returns a lot of punts, yeah. apparently. He actually yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a lightning bolt. Kid's quick. Good punt returner. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I've noticed about him, because I've looked into him since they drafted him, didn't know too much about him before the draft. Um, so I, I'll be honest. When they draft him, I'm like, okay, who's this kid? Like, never heard of him before. He's got... He's very handy. He's very handy. Whoa, whoa. Very whoa, active easy. hands. And guess who else has very active hands? Darrell Revis, Malcolm Butler, Darrell Revis, uh, Brennan Browner. you see Logan Ryan, surprisingly, has very active hands. If you want to go back farther, two other Patriots cornerbacks, Ty Law, Asante Samuel, all had very active hands. Belichick got away for a while, from a while, for a while, from drafting physical hands guys. He drafted more zone guys. Be in a spot, knock it down if you can, solid tackler. Cyrus Jones doesn't seem like a tackler. He seems like a guy who attacks the ball, always getting his hand on it. If he... If somebody's going to catch it, it's because they're catching it with his hand in bet- in between the arms, and it's a good catch. Yeah. Um, with that, you get a lot of penalties, but I think Belichick's realizing that, no, we're not going to play zone and let him pass around on us all day long. We're going to punch him in the mouth and make them earn every yard they get. So once I found that out about him, like I said, after he got drafted, I was very happy to see that, okay, active hands, very handsy. He's a handy man. Ugh. <laughs> uh. With that, with that, just out of me, um, I'll tell you what: play defense at Alabama. Oh, we'll see. That's, that's overrated to shit. Oh, I don't think so at all. You know, you know who's, you know who's handsy. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick in the men's room at Gillette. That's that's a handsy conversation right there. I think that's the most hands. overrated thing. Pass interference. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I we're gonna get I, a flag I, for I, the show. I, <laughs> Next football season, oh, I
1: so I love that. I think you know he. Well, at least saved I like that too. Defenders are guys who are coached well. Um, I believe this is the second highest since Belichick has been head coach that they've drafted a corner. The only one that I'm pretty sure was drafted higher. No, he was a third rounder, or possibly even a. fourth Oh, Rosi Dowling. Rosi Dowling. Well, that worked well. That was a, yeah. That was an enormous <laughs> failure. But um, I think this kid, you know, he played for a good defense. Everything I've seen in tape looks like he's one of those guys that you can put him on the inside. He can take that Kyle Arrington mold and, and kind of blow it away because I think he's actually more athletic than what you got in a, uh, Kyle Arrington. I don't know if he's ever going to be a number one corner or even a number two but if this kid's a number three for the next, you know, four or five years for this team, that's probably good enough.
0: If he's if he's a number three and he can return punts because Edelman's going to get lit up back yeah, there all day. Get him out of there. I love Edelman returning punts, but he's a psycho. He doesn't call fair catch ever. He'll just get lit up
1: yeah. over
0: and over and over again. That can't last. So if you're going to put him back there to return punts, and like you said, I think he could be. I don't think he'd be a one. I think if you pair him up with Malcolm Butler, and like you said, get the two handsy guys on the outside, you don't let anybody, you take away the outside options, now you can kind of mess around with the zone in the middle, and fuck around there, but if he can be Malcolm, because I don't think Malcolm Butler is going to be as good as people say, well, I think he's going to be good, but if you get that same kind of caliber where you don't have a number, a top five corner in the league, but you have two top 15 corners in the league... One on each side, I think it'll turn out real yeah. well. No, I think I totally like agree. Like you said, with aggressive ki- aggressive kid, I like that. Yep.
1: Totally agree. Uh anything else on the Patriots from, from your perspective?
0: Tom Brady will not have a settlement. Uh, he will miss the first four games. And people are I saying agree. he's still gonna fight and everything, but I don't think I think he's gonna miss those first four games. Um loosen up the flying chicken's arm.
1: The flying chicken? Is that Jimmy's
0: Garoppolo, in Italian legitimately translates to verbatim flying chicken. Oh, great. Feller and Mads figured this out and I didn't believe him. And I Google it and sure enough, Garoppolo, flying chicken. Gara flying polo pollo chicken. <laughs> Honest <to> God, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're so screwed.
1: Um, I hope he breaks his arm in the first game. Just like right. In, they, actually, I hope they rip his arm. It's, they're playing against Arizona the first game, by the yes. way. Yep. Clias Campbell just comes, breaks through, rips his right arm off, throws it in the end zone then we get to see Jacoby Brissage throw Brissett, bombs.
0: Bombs. Well, Him th- to Malcolm. He's going to be like, hey, A, B, C, D. <laughs> no, I can't wait to see that combination. He's going to be like, okay, this is a play. You run hard. <laughs> I throw you catch. And then every single play is just going to be, be eight guards. It's going to be two centers, a quarterback, seven guards, and Malcolm Wright out there. <laughs> and they're just going to run one play every time. Malcolm Wright on the top.
1: It's Malcolm Mitchell.
0: <laughs> Whatever the fuck his name is? Uh, Sorry, I can't read. Le- I can't read. I don't know what the difference between Wright and Mitchell is. All right, last thing on the Patriots Kid, that oh my God. I, I just
1: remembered: this Gronk. We talked about this the the contract thing. Jordan Reed just signed a pretty big extension today. Five
0: years, fifty million, twenty-two
1: guaranteed. Are we looking at? Do you think there's something going on behind closed? We haven't
0: heard about well, it Gronk since just thing. got a huge monster deal, and I know this sounds stupid. Yeah, but I. He's got all the... And I'm kind of curious now. I think Gronk's stupid. I think he doesn't have very many brain cells in his head. But he's just signed a big deal at Monster. Um, to have Monster Gronk flavor or whatever. And I wonder now if he's going to keep... Oh, yeah. no, no so that flavor? It's a real thing. I've had it, actually. It's pretty good. Um semen? Not, not, not that good. <laughs> um, but he just signed that big deal. He's getting more and more sponsorship deals. I wonder if he's getting all this money on the outside and he's going to wonder or care, excuse me, care less about the money that he's making on the field.
1: Yeah, that's possible.
0: And now, I don't know why you'd ever do that. I would try to get every dime I could personally. Mm -hmm. But Jesus Christ. I'm burping like there's nobody's business. Um, But I wonder if now all of a sudden, like I said, you see him... Maybe back off a little bit, realizing that, hey, you know, I'm making it everywhere else. I don't necessarily need it here. Yeah,
1: what's two or three million in, in the grand right. scheme right here?
0: I don't blame him for going after every dime, though, as much as I hate the guy.
1: All right, cool. On to our last Boston sports topic of the night Golden. Your favorite Boston Red Sox.
0: Yep. And the pitch. There's a drink. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. How much I love Boston Sports. Every single one has the shittiest intro music. Let it go. I'm not putting my headphones back on until it's over. It's no over. I can hear it. <laughs> I'm watching that hand. If I see that side up, I'm putting my headphones back off. <laughs> No, I can't understand how you're upset. Oh, I saw Pablo Sandoval the other day. First
1: first in the league or first in the uh, First division. in the league,
0: they should be first in major league baseball cuz Clay Buckholtz can't get his fat ass thumb out of his ass. He did get a win last night.
1: He did. He did. he was very he was very good after that first inning. I was actually I sat down. I was at the VFW
0: my... drunk out of my mind and I legitimately started drawing the hat around over under over under 3 runs in the first inning and he starts lining up I'm like, "Oh, this is golden." This is golden. He needs he needs to legitimately get hit by a the T at fucking Copley, <laughs> like just needs to get drilled. He, well, I, w- I started watching the game. And I
1: was texting people and I said, actually, I think I did an over under too, to be totally honest. And right. I just sat there. and I was like, he, he gives up that home run to Jose Abreu. I was like, I'm not watching this. And I li- I shut off the TV and I got started getting the update. I have the updates for uh, ESPN on my phone, so they start popping up. Okay, three innings. Two, one, 6 innings three two whatever it was until the end of the game and I was like so he didn't give up a run for the next did you, six you innings. so
0: you didn't watch any of the rest of it no I, I, the I, second inning he's w- the one guy the, the him, second him, inning him, and I will Henry Owens
1: <laughs> he's the o- I cannot watch these two pitch I can't oh watch Henry them. Owens he, they're no, so bad
0: nobody can watch Henry Owens pitch they're I so bad. About. No, so
1: I would I If he threw of- <laughs> 95 and he just missed every single time, I would watch it. But now he's trying to place it. I can't do Ooh, it. Who, Henry Owens? Henry Owens. How about I? I I'm going to throw this out there.
0: Just no, he because. doesn't throw 95. He throws 91 just slow enough right at the belt buckle over the heart of the oh, plate, right in the center of the because barrel. He
1: can't. He used to be able to throw 94, 95 miles an hour, <laughs> which, you know what? If he's doing that and he's missing, fine. People are going to miss that every now and again. But he, he I, uh, I can't watch those two pitch. Henry
0: Owens. It's, it's, I have told you this for a long time. Bill. I didn't believe Owens it. I didn't believe blows. it. I, I'm on your boat. I'm on your boat. I'm he not gonna. blows. I was wrong about Clay Buckles. I always love Clay Buckles coming up. I got my eyes. I loved him. I, I loved him. After that no hitter, I oh got my God. eyes glazed over. Oh, this is the next Cy Young winner. And yep. talk about a smoked bag of dicks. <laughs> like this dude sucks now. You didn't. So you didn't see anything that you. Shut God, off. The, I
1: shut it off after the first inning.
0: Second inning, walks the first two guys in the inning, runners on first and second, Lux out, gets a pop fly that nobody can advance on, and then Lux out, they turn a good double play. And, I mean, these pitches were not good pitches. Like It's not like you throw like, a curveball low in the zone, getting a ground ball. It's like, yeah. oops, you hung a curveball, and the jackass thought, oh, wow, like... Yeah, this he, just,
1: is, oh, he swung so hard that yeah, he missed it. Yeah,
0: he tops it. You can see in, in like, live or real time, you can see the eyes swell <gasps> up. Like, this thing is going to, I'm going to mash this 9,000 feet. This is, I'm going to be on Sports Center for life. I win <laughs> Sports Center top 10 for life with this. And then they just miss it. Oh and he did God. it a couple times. I can't do it. I can't I think the third, watch I think the, it. I think the third inning got through clean. And the fourth inning, I want to say, two out of the first three batters, like, hard hard-hit balls directly at outfielders, yeah. but 15 feet one or the other, it's in the gap, and they're running forever. Like, it's bad. <laughs> Buck Holtz
1: sucks. He's, uh, and I. this was the thing on Twitter with our, our friend, our old friend Jeremy and that other fat faggot, uh, Kevin Albanese. <laughs> they talk shit all day long. They were like, oh, he's going to suck. He's going to suck. He's going to suck. And I was like, you know, I was like, one of two things is going to happen. He's either going to be great this year and he has oh th- no he sucks thirty three starts and he's a Cy Young candidate or he's going to suck so bad that they do not renew he might his not contract. he might not get thirty three innings <laughs> they might cut him loose there's like legitimate stirs that Dave Dubraski doesn't like him and doesn't want him on the team
0: well, okay well and if that's what it is then take him out of the rotation you did it with Pablo you're eating the money on Pablo fine do it Buckholtz because now don't let him I would almost say don't let him get hot now. Don't let him increase his value. Ruin him. Don't he, let him fool you. If he, not even don't let him fool you. Don't let him get hot now. And then in the offseason, like, if he's gonna, not going gonna gonna to s- gonna give you any effort. He's not going to give you any effort.
1: He's going to start, start 33 games this year. He's going to have a career high in starts, career high in innings, and his ERA is going to be like a It's going to be a career high ERA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so bad. See, I, well, he's going to lose fifty well, games. Well, that's
0: my thing. I wouldn't let, if I was Nebraska, I'd sit him and say, you know what? I'm not going to let you go off and showcase your stuff for other teams to go sign you. You don't want to come out here and try? You don't want to come on here and play? Sit. Good luck getting a contract next year. Unbelievable. Um, but he I He do- sucks. And he- that stupid... Can I just say that stupid fucking haircut? Oh, so bad. No, no. You, 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 your son's a good-looking kid, but it looks like Carter gave him a haircut. <laughs> and like Carter's like, oh, I can cut it however I want? Oh, I'm going to give <laughs> you this... Let's try this. Let's try this. I'm going to give you this mohawk that looks like... Oh my god! It's, it's so like you're a grown ass adult. Your cheeks have sunken because I think you've got a huge fucking drug problem, and I think you've got a huge fucking drug problem. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a five year old cut my hair like this, and I have gotta go pitch tomorrow. He's so bad. Him and him and Henry, they're back to back in the rotation too, aren't Henry they? Henry Owens, I did. I don't oh, remember
1: him being looking the way that he does. Those
0: ears. Oh, you were texting me this about this the other day. I've yeah. gotten over the ears. I think that's why he's the
1: ugliest pitcher
0: I think that's why he can't hit his spot because I think his if the wind like, just <laughs> changes a little bit, he's like a kite and his whole body flies and <laughs> flails out and he can't fucking hit the plate. It's mind-blowing. It's, it's so mind-blowing. So How's it the long hair? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's just... He, he looks like a cartoon you, character. You were texting... No, he no, does. You were texting me the other day and you're like, wow, this guy's ugly. I'm like, yeah, no, no, I know. He's like, no, I mean... He's phys- hideous. You, and you're like, no, no, like, physically, his face... Is ugly it's and I'm tough like, to look. and i and I'm like I'm like th- I know. And the worst part about it is the only thing uglier on the planet than that man's stupid ass mug with those big ass ears and that greasy, <laughs> shitty long hair is how terrible he throws a baseball. It's bad. It's like, oh my god. Oh I my can't god. imagine that either one of those had, that's the, all I had to say <laughs> about that. I can't If you
1: package those two, what do you get in return and trade?
0: That like like Probably like my cum rag. <laughs> <laughs> like like not even washed either, like a so, so
1: serious,
0: like like a six, like not wash for six months. I'll give you, I'll give you the quarters to go put and wash it, but you have to wash it yourself. That's what you get in return for those two bags of shit. They suck.
1: Oh my god, that was so bad. The visual that I just had. <laughs> All right, now that we've talked about two of the worst parts of the Red Sox. They, they might be the two worst pitchers in Major League Baseball. I, I tried to stave <laughs> off it for as long as I could. but And I this was very agree. difficult
0: for me there, actually. and to, I don't think either possible?
1: one of them will be on the Red Sox next year. Well,
0: no, one, once Eddie Rodriguez and Joe Kelly come back, Henry Owens is going to be the first one down. I yep. think they try to salvage Buckholtz, And if Buckholtz just keep, I know last night he pitched... He went, oh, he got a win! He pitched well... I didn't, wasn't so in tune to the game. watching every pitch. He didn't pitch well. He got very, very lucky on multiple situations. Getting guys to ground in double plays. Yeah. Balls that should have been very hard hit. They were just missed. turning into pop flies. He got away with one last night.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll keep it on a negative note. Pablo Sandoval done for the year. $17 million in his pocket. Six at-bats, I think, for the season. I think he made an error in that time. And I don't think he got a hit all year long. Um, he's off. I look at that as a very big positive. You get him out of the clubhouse. You don't have to worry about him for now. Yeah, it sucks that you have to pay him, but it seems like you're taking a little bit of a cancer and kind of extracting it for, this is going for now time. Anyway.
0: This is going one of two ways. It's either he's going to come back next year, and he's going to be a professional, and he's going to work, and he's going rehab, and he's going to come out next year, and he's going to be on fire, and he's going to be one of the best offensive third baseman in the league like he's capable of doing. Or he's going to have to have surgery done on his other shoulder next year because I'm convinced (laughs) that the whole reason he has surgery on the first shoulder is because the amount of McDonald's cheeseburgers (laughs) that he lifts every day to his mouth tore his fucking arm. Like, I think he opens them up and just, like, quadruple stacks them in one gulp right in his mouth. So now... Pops them down. So now that shoulder... like a pelican. He's just tossing them down. Yeah, so his shoulder is going to be all wrapped up. Well, now his other arm... He's just gonna keep feeding the McDonald's, and he's gonna be hopped up on a whole bunch of drugs. that are probably gonna make. Him I can't
1: imagine. I can't imagine he lose. We were talking about he's this before a, yeah, the show. Yeah, you he's said, not losing you said s- he was closing in on three bills, if I, not three bills. I think. I think he's, I think he's I already bet three he closed bills. in on
0: four. I, oh, I think. He, in, I honestly think within the next two years he's gonna have to. Retire. He's gonna make Mo Vaughn look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like that's how much Mo Vaughn isn't gonna be in shape compared to Pablo. He's gonna how make, can you be, he's gonna make John Lackey look like a
1: goddamn? Muscle machine. If you think
0: his belts like breaking this year, that was next awesome. next year they're not gonna be able to get a belt his size. <laughs> they are gonna have to use like they're gonna like, have to go two belts. They're gonna like go two belts, goes, one upside down wrapped around, <laughs> and his the side on his ass is gonna pop off. I think they're gonna need like nylon And just to be like, yeah, tie it in the front. Oh my God. Trailer hitch. He's going to have faster. He's, he's, he's not going to be able to have a zipper fly because it's going to be too big. He's going to have a Velcro fly on his baseball no, pants. Oh, he's going to have
1: the pants that fucking pregnant women wear. <laughs> maternity pants. Oh, the, maternity <laughs> film, pa- the, the Phil Mickelson pants. <laughs> yes, he's going to have a pair of those. Oh, God. He sucks. Okay. Uh, who else sucks? Um, <laughs> but no, after, actually, I'll be honest. After that, I kind of like this team. I don't hate it. I, I I'm really liking it. I can't think it. of another guy. Without Clay Buckle, I don't
0: I don't no, love Chris, Chris Young, Young. Chris Young is stupid. He's, and, okay, well, he's a you fourth know, You know what? Now this is... I like the players on the field. This is where I'm a little confused now and I wonder where their disconnect's coming because I think Dombrowski's doing a good job of bringing in the right players and the right mix and I think he's kind of telling Farrell, you got to play these guys. We're going to let him play for best spot on the field. So best Travis Shaw went off the third base drop. Good. Sandoval can go fucking float around and hang out with his whale friends out in the Atlantic. Good. <laughs> Now, but you, but now you're not saying. But now you're telling me that every time there's a lefty up, Chris Young's hitting. Brock Holt's been hitting pretty decent. Why? Why is Chris Young getting pinch hitting for Brock Holt every Who? single time? Yeah, and you know what I mean. Why is Clay Buckholtz out there sucking the way that he sucks? But and you're willing to sit Sandoval, who's what making eighteen and a half million dollars a year. you want to just you willing to put him on the shelf, take the risk. The, honest to God, not being funny, take the risk that he blows up to 415 pounds and never mm-hmm. plays a, Never plays in any Major League Baseball again. You're willing to eat that on Pablo Sandoval, but now you're going to keep throwing Clay Buchholz out there every day because he's making $13.5 million and he's a stalwart of the staff. Or, well, we got Chris Young to hit lefties, so every time there's a lefty, we're playing Chris Young. No, 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 no. We're going one way or the other way. We're going to play all the people who make all the money. Or we're going to say we're playing the best people, the best players in the lineup every single day. I don't care about righty-lefty matchups. I don't care about how hard you throw the ball. I don't care about any of that. It's coming down to we're putting down the best nine guys on the field with the best guys in the bullpen and the best guys coming off the bench. And that's what it should be, and that's the only thing that I have confused with this team right now.
1: I agree. I think they've done a much better job of that over the last couple of weeks. Like They do with Rusty. They put Rusty down.
0: Rusty hasn't come up and they're yeah, paying him yeah, a lot of money. They're
1: paying him a lot of money. That's
0: been. But but th- this is my whole thing. So why are you willing to waste the money on that end, but now all of a sudden, like you say, you're not gonna sit Buckholtz. I know you're not gonna sit Chris Young. Well, Chris Young ha- hasn't I think he got a hit last night. Yeah. But other than that, he he's hasn't not got,
1: a, I mean he's not a horrible player. He's a fourth outfielder. That's what it comes down to for me. He's a fourth outfielder when you find finding He's, not a, fourth, left-handed, he's not
0: a left handed he's not a left handed specialist specialist. Yeah. No, he isn't. No, I mean, I don't he's go- he's necessarily... He's good If you want okay, to but, give but, want to outfielders... is Brock Holt in left
1: field a guy that you're going to start every day? No. Exactly. So you're platooning... Brock in, Holt in is somebody I don't, start
0: per- I don't play every day, period. I don't care I agree. who you are. I agree. He's he's your platoon and guy. he was an with, all-star with, last year. Jesus Christ, this well, team sucks. Somebody had to. Somebody, it'll be somebody different stitches. this year, though. Um, going through the rest of the team, Pablo, though. Pablo, he'll, he'll make the all star team. Going the through Coney the, rest Is- I- the Coney Island, the Coney Island hot dog, <laughs> even competition. Pablo Sandoval, he might be there this summer. He wins, so as I day. can see him just shoving each <laughs> hot dog down with a big ass. He won't drench him in fucking water, he's gonna drench him in a big ass thing of fucking ketchup. Oh man, he's yeah. a slob.
1: Um no, but I, outside of that, I, I will say I have liked a lot of what I've seen from this team. Mookie Betts looks like he's hitting the ball pretty well. JBJ at the bottom, that that one nine, respectively combination between the two of those looks like it's going to be something worth having out there. Infield looks great. I mean, you've got Hanley Ramirez, who looks like Hanley's he's not a, looking good. He's not, yeah, not a bad infielder at all, or not a bad first baseman, I should say, at all. Um, not hitting the ball particularly well right now, but he's not not struggling, I wouldn't say. He's just not being, you know, his power numbers aren't great. He's not being the handling that you expect, but he's not being... Pedroia started the year the same way he did last year. looks very, very good. If he stays healthy, that could be a huge plus. Xander's looking like an all-star. Third base, Travis Shaw, mayor of Ding Dong City. Love him. Love what I'm seeing there. Vasquez is being moved uh, around with, with him and Hannigan, and it looks like they're trying to turn Blake Schweyart into a left fielder.
0: Interesting. Oh, I know. I heard about this. Oh, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> and you know what? This is starting to scare me. I've said this for a while. Oh, Henry Owens is so good. He's the number one prospect in the in the land. Well, why haven't you traded him if he's not going to make your team? Oh, because everybody else knows that he sucks. You've got a power-hitting young catcher that's supposed to be one of the best power-hitting young catchers' prospects in the game. You can't play two catchers. Why haven't you traded him? Why now are you trying to make him a left fielder? Have you called Dave and said, "Oh, I'll, I'll give you Swihart. We don't want Swihart." Oh, I, I, no, no, no. Seriously, I'll, buy me a new soda machine. I'll get, no, no, we don't want Swihart. <laughs> now all of a sudden he might be stuck looking like this kid isn't. This kid can't play. This kid can't. I'm worried about that.
1: I don't think he's that good. I I think I we talked about this beginning the, of the
0: year. We talked when we, talk, we're when we first team. started doing the show. Dude, this was. We've always had the catcher thing, and it's just like... I think he's a nice player. I think
1: he could be a starting catcher in this league. I do. I still stand by that. I want the Atlanta Braves. Not not a very good team, but he could make a team. I think Vasquez is a guy that is... He's a catcher through and through. He can frame pitches. They're already saying he's the best in the league at framing pitches. Oh, he's nasty. His arm's still... A little loose, but I think once he you know has a year you know probably by the end of the year he's probably going to be able to start roping it again, and he hits give me a, give me a two fifty hitter with a little bit of pop in the in the in um into the alleys I mean that's all you need that's, all you, catcher. Need. that's all you Hannigan, need then Ryan Hannigan perfect backup catcher
0: perfect backup has so terrible knuckleball catcher but <laughs> yeah I know he's
1: got to figure that shit out real quick otherwise Marabili is going to be coming back. <laughs> why is schwaihart not that guy that i mean they, he's I, the, the one that i'm you're convinced moving. at this point that they now want him to be their left fielder that's what they want to do they want to turn him into a left fielder which i think is insane
0: insane why don't well this is what i'm wondering have you tried saying hey i'll trade you a young
1: hard hitting catcher for, for a, a young
0: left. left fielder and
1: everybody's like no even a veteran left fielder go get fucking i don't even know who who's a who's an outfielder who i'm trying to think of on a team that doesn't give a shit what's going on right now i mean Da- down in Atlanta Go get Nick Markakis True Decent Fielding outfielder Good arm
0: He's gonna, he's gonna, see, he's gonna be serviceable he's a, he's a middle of the pack 2- outfielder 270 now 270
1: 270 a 15 home run season Yep
0: He's a middle of the pack outfielder now If anything maybe A touch below average But he's not gonna hurt you He'll be hitting 7th in this lineup Yeah he, he's not gonna hurt you I like
1: se- that He's hitting 7th in this lineup Yep. And he's like a 4 or 5 hitter in, in, in Atlanta. I don't know. It seems Atlanta. like a good move for me. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on before we move on from the Red Sox. David Price seems like it's kind of a rotation of good start, bad start for him so far to start this season. Craig Kimbrell, 9 saves. I saw that stat the other day and I was like, how the hell does he have that number already? But he's had well, a Well, he, he
0: has that number because they're winning a lot of close games. They're, they're a fighting team and I like that about them. But they haven't had any real big blowout wins yet. So he's going and he's getting his saves. That's why his save numbers are high. So the save numbers are
1: good. His arm looks very live. No question about that. But he has had a couple of crap outings, had a a couple of blown saves, and a couple of losses at this point. The bullpen, and we saw Carson Smith yesterday, that kid is electric, first and foremost. Second of all, it seems like this bullpen is going to start to slot in fairly nicely if they stay healthy with Kimball on the back, Carson Smith, Koji throwing the, the the junk stuff, and then Janichi Tozawa out there, who I know you love your, yourself some. Janice. I love
0: myself some Janichi
1: Koji. Go. But those four look really. So all from the right side, kind of sucks in the, in that sense. But you've got two guys who throw absolute smoke, and then you've got two guys who are a little bit more, more of yeah you know, more of a finesse pitchers. I don't know how you're feeling about that bullpen, and then with the I new addition, really overall,
0: hope I just really hope that this Carson Smith thing. I know he's back. I know he looked good last night. But I really hope he didn't rush the kid back because now all of a sudden if he hurts his arm worse and he needs Tommy John, well, now you lost him for half of next year, too. You know what I mean? And that that's what worries me. That's just, He's got the herky-jerky delivery. That's how those guys get hurt.
1: Absolute electric.
0: David Price, I think, is... I think this is what you're going to get out of David Price all year because I think that he needs a solid number really? two behind him. Um, I think that... He, I think you can get some bad luck out of him. You know, I, I honestly, well.
1: his bad starts have been in Boston. I think he's just trying too hard.
0: I I, I think, and I think that's what it's going to be this year. But you know what? At least effort's there. At least he's not like, hey, you know yeah. what? I just raked right, my right, money. Right. Yep. So maybe, I think that's why you're going to get a lot of that this year because if he starts struggling, he's going to keep pushing. But at least you have somebody pushing. I did hear a tr- interesting, interesting trade rumor this week. Well, okay. Further pick because they said, what if? Because Joe Kelly sucks at pitching too. Sorry. Yeah. That's not happening. So you have Owens and Buckholz, neither of whom can stay in the rotation for the duration of the year. You're getting Eddie back, so Eddie takes up one of their spots. Calm your four. Now all of a sudden you go to make a move. You got uh, Rusty Castillo, who could go start on a team that's not going to be all that competitive. Mm -hmm. And. Had can probably diversify your fans in an area that has diverse baseball fans.
1: Hmm. I don't. You don't know where I'm going with this, do you? I can think of where you're going with this, but I don't know who you're going with. Okay, where am I going with it? Miami. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. no. I was gonna say diverse. There's a uh, seems like every Cuban. There's a Cy Young winning pitcher buried in the rotation of a West team, of an NL West team. In Arizona now, and I this oh, Zachary, and, and this no, and this surprised me when um, uh, when I heard about this the other day that he was even on this roster because I didn't think that he was. Yeah, on. no, so, I'm I'm interested. You got you got my ear. Tim Linsicum is currently on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I he was a free agent? He was signed by the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he's pitching. He's already pitching well this year. Now I don't think you're getting Tim Lince. I don't think you're getting a Cy Young winning Tim Linsicum. No. But you're getting a more veteran Tim Lincecum now. I think He's got to be over 30. Who knows okay. how to pitch in the postseason. He's not going to go off and give you, like I said, 18 wins and and whatever. You know, in a two and a half ERA. But that's going to be a... I'm interested on that now. Because you bring him in, you got a one. I don't think he's a two anymore. But now you got a two who tries. Because Lincecum's a consummate pro. He's going to go off and he's going to try his... Hardest every start. Now you have Price in there who's clearly, arguably, over trying too hard. You have Linskin who's going to go and try. And that's your one, two, leadership-wise, at staff, with a young Carson Smith and Kimbrell in the bullpen, learning from Koji and Junichi. Uh, Buck Holtz, to that point, maybe just gives up and quits. That would be great. <laughs> Henry o- Joe Kelly, a kid with talent, maybe you learn how to be a pro from two Cy Young winners ahead of you. You know, you... He, Henry Owens, but maybe they teach Henry Owens, throw the ball over the plate, you know? <laughs> right here, right like, here. Like, like, you can throw, yeah, you can put a whole bunch of nasty junk on it, but you have to get it in this box. Like, you can't just throw it in the fourth row. Um, good kid for Eddie. Young pitcher coming up with a lot of... Now you learn how to be a pro off those two. I'm very curious about this. I heard this the other day. Uh, well, I read it online. I'm very curious about this Linscombe thing. Very curious. Because apparently the Diamondbacks... He signed with the Diamondbacks, and they got him with the intention of, okay, well, there's going to be a team that needs pitching. Mm-hmm. We're going to trade him and get more assets for the future because his name is Tim Lincecum. Yeah. And Rusty Castillo seemed... And I hate to say that on my Cuban boy, but he seems to be like... He can be that asset that they want that they can build off of for the future. Right. A team that doesn't care. A lot of Mexicans in Arizona, you know... They they, like thing, right? they they like their Spanish players. Same thing, right? They like their
1: Spanish players. You can speak Espanol. Uh, what do you think about Stephen Wright and Rick Porcello so far this season? Both of those guys seem like they've locked down starting spots for the rest of the year. Yeah, and have Wright's, been pitching very well.
0: Wright's looking real good. I don't like Wright in the starting rotation. Uh, I totally choices.
1: disagree. Totally I, disagree. I, I
0: I think you need he's that. a five,
1: no doubt. But you need, you I need
0: love it. Yeah, he needs to become. And I'm not saying this just because he's a knuckleballer, but that is a big thing to do with it. He can have a rubber arm. He can be that Wakefield 6 starter to give you guys a blow. Um, uh, long inning guy. I know it sounds like a waste. I know it sounds like a the waste. the bullpen,
1: he's so unpredictable. I just don't like that. I know I, it I, sounds like I a waste. I love him right in front of a power arm. Because if he's right in front of a David Price as a 5, and you have Price following him up in, in any given series, you're seeing a knuckleball dancing at 82 miles an hour because he throws right. a harder knuckleball, he, he or throws a high, hard knuckleball or high 70s or whatever. 70, yes. Then you're seeing 90 to 95 that difference is yeah. huge and it's such a d- drastic difference in in pitching styles that i think that is so effective for boston i hope they do stick with that but i like he's pitching i especially so, I'm not sorry, taking, sorry, I'm I did not want to jump yeah, on no no, no, no,
0: no no I, li- I like him in the rotation now just cuz you don't have very many options right ideally i don't want him in the rotation i'd like him as a long i'd like him as a long reliever kind of guy extra inning guy like i said yeah. give the blow to the starters when the starters need a day off fine um, poor Charles has been pitching well, but I think that's because he's n- not a number one. He's never been a number one. And when he was off in Detroit, he was never the number one, and he could just really? go off and pitch. Now the pressure's off of him. I think mentally, oh, David Price is supposed to go off and be the stopper every fifth day. Now it has to be, now I can go off and throw, and he's throwing, he's throwing it well. Um, I think he's going to have a good year. He might wind up with the best numbers statistically out of any Sox pitcher this year. I really? think. I think so. I, I'm I'm liking him this year. Um, not perfect, but I think he'll... I think that he's going to rebound heavily, like I said, and continue pitching well.
1: So one of the best number threes in the game.
0: Yes, because Buckholz is by far the worst number two.
1: <laughs> That's the biggest need for me for the Sox. I'll tell you the like guy I said,
0: that Linsicum... Lins- if you I'll... get Linsicum, you, you have a one and two threes, but I'd rather take a one and two threes than a one, Clay Buckholz... Uh, five and then Henry Owens, and like you're doing nothing. There's three
1: guys that I think Boston should be looking at, slash, have an opportunity to get at some point this year. The number one, and we've talked about this guy many times before King Felix. King Felix. That's going to cost every prospect they have. It's going to cost probably you're one of the young up players. Mookie.
0: You're giving up Mookie or Xander.
1: Yeah, it'll be probably one of your major league talents as well. The problem is, is they're not going
0: to take Swihart or Henry Arnes, apparently. No, so.
1: <laughs> no. No, I would think you'd probably lose Eddie plus whatever. So lo- yeah, I know. You're, you're losing yourself. Eddie and Mookie or Xander. Right, you're losing major league ready talent to be able to get him into there. So that one, I almost want to say probably that not almost that not possible. worth it
0: now, yeah. Number well, two. Well, Dombrowski did say that Eddie's untradable. No. Coming, uh, coming that, out of spring training. That's a
1: little crazy, but... Well, it's not, I, Depends I on agree. what you have in return. Um, number two, I think a guy that is realistic because of his contract situation is down in New York, Matt Harvey. Uh, only has another year where he's under control, so you're taking the risk of losing him at the end of next season, but one of the best arms in baseball, one of the best, I think, overall pitchers in baseball, still going to require yeah, a think, ton. However, I think you can get that deal
0: done with... Without Eddie, without eh, without maybe you're gonna have to give Xander up. or Mookie. See, the thing is, I don't think you're moving Xander or Eddie. So you're looking now. If I'm looking at a name, if I'm looking at a big, I think if you get Felix, you're losing Xander you to... or Xander or Eddie. I think you're losing one of those two. Regardless, I think you're making you make a deal for a top line pitcher. Yeah. you're losing Mookie, and you have to take your pick. Here is Mookie worth a Felix? I personally think he is. You don't get Felix Hernandez every day. No, you know. You can find another I just, Mookie Betts. My, they're
1: going to want offense. That's what's going to come down to. You know, I think for Harvey, I think you can do bets and maybe two prospects, two high end prospects, and maybe you have Matt Harvey.
0: Is that worth it? Maybe you can do bets and JBJ because they're probably going to take. That, that's then, where you then you have no outfield. You have Rusney. And the only reason why I'm not saying Rusney is the Mets aren't going to take his contract.
1: No, I don't think he's worth you it. You know what I mean? I, mean they're going to want offense. I, I think you can save Eddie out of that one. But you're losing offense in that one, no doubt about it. Where where the offense you're losing.
0: You know, it depends no, on what just their you is. Just trade Mookie and Jackie Bradley, Julian, and have your uh, outfield be Swihart and Rusney. <laughs>
1: It might be. It might very well be Chris Young. Oh, good. The the last guy who I think is actually realistic, he would probably require a little bit, but I think it's realistic, is Corey Kluber out of Cleveland. Because I think Cleveland is a team that has to start to find their way in a certain direction. Yeah. They can't do it. They just can't seem to stop sucking. And I think they're a team that if you gave them a good package of prospects, Kluber's a guy you could have.
0: The only reason I would worry about Kluber is because... He doesn't pitch in the postseason. Now, you say that... He hasn't pitched in the postseason. He, right, enough. he hasn't. He hasn't. And David Price can't pitch in the postseason. But, on the other hand, too, I make that argument. You have to get to the playoffs to actually have it matter. So, right. at that point, might as well. I think you're giving up Mookie in that. I think you're giving up... Mookie's nah, in think, think so. I think you're giving up... I think you're giving up... If you're going to make a trade for a top-line pitcher, I think you have to... Except the fact that Mookie's gone because you're not moving away from uh, mm-hmm. Xander, and you're not yeah, and you're not moving away. You have to get you have to give something to get something. Yeah,
1: Felix, no, no, Felix, you're losing two out of three, and then yeah. other than that, yeah. Mookie's
0: the third one there. That okay, Mookie's going to be the first one to go. Like I said, Swihart and Owens are worth nothing. All right, they don't even deserve Owens does not even deserve to sit at the off the wagon table with us. That's how much he sucks at baseball. We are better at softball than he okay. is at softball, probably.
1: He's an asshole. He's uh, an he ugly shit. He's Holy ugly as shit. shit. I know. But uh <clears throat> we'll be back with more Red Sox talk. I mean, first place team, we're probably gonna have them in the rotation this year. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. oh, and <laughs> in in, in our loop, loop <laughs> in our loop of poop. <laughs> loop of poop. Uh moving on to the Masters. Do we have it? ooh do we? We do.
0: I was into my whole thing and I just had this huge itch right in my asshole. (laughs) Is it a loop of poop? (laughs) It might be a loop of poop. Imagine if that's how the master started off. A loop of poop around my hoop? (laughs) (laughs) With the master's background noise in it? Welcome to the loop of poop (laughs) around my hoop. Would you like a a scoop?
1: 59 minutes of every hour. (laughs) A pure loop of poop, <laughs> pure poop around his loop. It's beautiful.
0: Uh, and so, thank you, and thank you for listening to off the wagon. <laughs> I got bad
1: news, gentlemen. I win the first uh, majors tourney of the year. Between the three of us.
0: I should have stuck with Brooks Kopka. You you talked me out of it. So
1: the way that it broke down, if you all remember last time, we had four golfers that we had to choose, all of which had to make the cut in order for you to have an opportunity to win. On top of that, you had to choose, well, for tiebreakers, if you had multiple guys between the three of us make it through, had all three guys break the cut, we had a wild card pick, and we had to break both of those a score pick, which could not be identical to someone else.
0: So we fucked up the score pick too, by the way, because I realized that it's two eighty eight was going to be the winning score. Yeah, and I think we said two seventy seven or two seventy six or something it was, like that. I
1: was two seventy six at the low, right. and You were two seventy. Right. I thought it was.
0: The high. I, I fucked up my math before that. The it's two eighty eight. I was based off of two eighty. I, kn- I knew it was going to be a low. Or a high-scoring year. Yeah. So, sorry, we all fucked... I fucked up the group on that because I should have said 284. I said 276 Well, 278 two like would have been 15-under, I think, right? 278 would have been 10-under. And I knew... I knew, 278 would have been 10? I thought it would have been 15-under. No, no, it would have been 10. Okay. And I, and I thought it was only, only going to be a 2 or 3-under par weekend, and that's what it ended up being.
1: All right, yeah, so the math so, was a little bad there. But it, yeah. did, it didn't even get to that point. Only one of us had all three of our... Or all four of our picks, I should say, make it through uh and make the cut that was me dj uh jason day anhel cabrera and bubba watson and um yeah i that's all i have to say about that um i went our first one what's our next that's major all champion? i have to say about that. the u.s open father's day weekend in june all right so the next time we come around we'll see if uh either of you can knock me off my pedestal so one-time major champion zach pelican thank you um If we want, we can do the picks for the Mass Open. (laughs) Maybe we'll do that. (laughs) We could do that. Uh, I know who I'm not picking. More so than I know who I am picking. Um, However, let's talk. I mean, obviously, the Masters happened a few weeks ago. Real quick review. Obviously, Danny Willis wins the uh, Masters. Great showing for him. Jordan Spieth falls apart. Big, big, big U.S. Open for him in June
0: I don't think Spieth one. I said this before. Well, whether or not he wins it or I not. Said, I said this before. I don't think Speeth wins one this year. He's going to be right in there. But to have the year that you, you cannot maintain that. Right, the, that right. The pace that he set last year legitimately is impossible to maintain.
1: Right.
0: Tiger did that for a year. He won four in a row and he couldn't maintain. He didn't win a major for another two, three years after that. It's okay. It's okay. He's going to compete. It's fine, Jordan. I think he'll be fine. He's a young enough kid that he can shake it off. He's blown a Masters before. He knows he can win it. He blew this one. I think that's going to make him come back with vengeance and want to prove something next year. I'm already picking him. Take the bets now on him in Vegas. He's going to win the Masters next year. Um, But don't expect anything too big out of him this year. He's he's not too much of a nut job. I'm not saying he's a mental case. It's just it's hard to have that much focus and energy and mentality for that long, that consistently. This isn't his year.
1: Danny Willett takes it. Anything big out of him, or was this just that high watermark? Danny
0: Willett. D- no, Danny Willett. I could win more. Um, really, Danny Willett's. People say the poor man's Ricky Fowler. Um, mm-hmm. He's the Ricky Fowler of the European Tour. He was supposed to be on the PGA Tour full time this year. His wife had a kid, and he said, "No, I want the kid to get old enough to move over. He didn't want to move over an infant from England. Right. So, but he's coming over next year. That's the plan." Um, game very similar to Ricky Fowler. A lot of people say, oh, he's a poor man's Ricky Fowler. I think Ricky Fowler's the poor man's Danny Willett. Championships here. One has a major. The other one doesn't. Um, Rick or Is Willett going to be a 10-time major win- winner? No. And will he win another one this year? Probably not. But don't be surprised now if you see him over the next five, six, seven years. He's a young kid, too. He's only 28. Like he, yeah. He's got 10 more years of his prime. Don't be surprised if he wins a PGA and a British Open. He's got the low ball flight. He's one to watch out for in the British Open. Um, I, I don't think he's got the game to win a U.S. Open. The U.S. Open just doesn't suit his style of play. Yeah. But a British Open, a PGA, I can see one of those in the future. And Masters winners seem, every Masters winner seems to win more than one. Um, that's just the way it is. They get to know the course. So don't be surprised if he gets another Masters win. like I said, a British Open and a PGA over his career.
1: Do you know off the top of your head what his previous best finish was?
0: In the Masters or in Masters? In the, oh, off the top of my head, no. I want to say he came in top ten last year in one of the majors. All right,
1: so he's had decent yeah 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 in the yeah past. yeah. No,
0: no, this wasn't this wasn't a fluke to the point of that he came out of nowhere. Right, he's Carl been Schwartzel. yeah he, yeah he's been top ten, top fifteen in majors a couple times. Yeah, um, he knows how to play in them. Like I said, all he's right, so a good so, golf. Solid guy that just kind yeah. of flew
1: under the radar and, right. and now right. won't fly under the radar. Right. Um Outside of that, Jason Day had an okay Masters. I think he finished tied for 17th. Top 20 finish for him. What does this say for the start of his season? Because I know he's a favorite of ours.
0: He's a favorite of ours. He was on the blistering blistering pace. I said said this all last year. I said this all last year. I said it all this year. Jason Day had the best year of golf in the history of golf, except that Jordan Spieth had a better year in the history of golf the same year. Yeah. Jason Day cannot keep it going. That's, yeah. that's going to be the problem with him. They, they, those two set the pace last year so high for themselves that, that that's never going to be matched. That might never be matched in the history of golf, yeah. what those two did. That was tough. And, you know, and it, unfortunately, I, I don't think he wins one this year either because mentally that's just a tough grind.
1: All right, any um, any other performances stand out to you out of the, the Masters field this year?
0: Real quick, at first I was disappointed in Rory. Um, I think he ended up with a top 10 finish.
1: Yes, um, I say but he didn't. He didn't. Fifth? Yeah, he didn't Sixth come eight. out of the
0: gates good. And it's like, you've been working all winter here. You didn't have any major wins last year. You didn't come out of the gates good. Um, I wonder if that was a lack of effort. I wonder if he just didn't play well. I wonder if that was lack of concentration. I tend to think with Rory that Rory's... Become not bigger than game like Tiger has, but Rory's more of a celebrity now than he is a golfer because of who he is. Um, I wonder if that's still creeping into his game. It did last year uh, with the whole porn star and fucking breaking her back on the coffee table on that good jazz. Um, I think he's beyond that, but I wonder if he's if his focus is golf yet. Once his focus becomes golf again, he'll be fine. Like I said, stop banging the. Stop banging the porn stars on the coffee table, Rory. Yeah, but you can't help it. Oh, great story. (laughs) Have you ever heard this story, Carl? No. So when he was dating... This is why Wozniacki broke up with him. Because he was dating Wozniacki. Mm -hmm. And she was off at, like, some tennis tournament. And Rory met a nice girl who just so happens to be in porn. And he had a glass coffee... Hardcore porn. And he he has a glass coffee table in his place. And they were doing the nasty. They were doing the dirty. And he went to go, like, lift her and, like, turn her around... And put her on the coffee table, and she fell through the coffee table, br- br- like, glass everywhere. She, they had to go to the hospital, take the... On the way to the hospital, they get in a car accident like his Ferrari. Oh, yeah, no, this is a fucked up story. Yes. Look this up. This is, honest to God, real story. Rory, oh, yeah, no, R- Rory, R- Rory's kind of a G. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no he, was, he was banging a porn star, and... Caroline found out because this girl had a medical bill through the roof from thousands of shards of glass in a car accident that she got in one night because she was banging Rory. Um, good but yeah, for, no, I, good uh, for both of them. Just, yeah. <laughs> just what I think out of Rory is I don't think his head's back on golf yet. Once his head gets back on golf, fine. But you can't. I think his head got on, on straight on Friday. You can never win a golf tournament on Thursday, but you can lose a golf tournament on Thursday. And Rory didn't play well on Thursday, and that cost him.
1: Years in a row. Uh, only other guy that I wanted to hear your thoughts on was a man that you kind of pulled out of the middle of nowhere with Bryson Deshambeau. Finishes top 25, tie for twenty. He is a pro now. He, was, he has turned pro. Yep. He was in the top, or actually, he was number one going into day two. Ended up falling apart on 18. Didn't have a great weekend. Ultimately, though, was fairly impressive for the way that he played for the weekend. I thought he was decent. I don't know if you know it's going to take a couple of years of figuring things out for him, but seems like a guy who might start to push his way towards that group of yep. big young stars.
0: I said with him, he's going to revolutionize the game if he starts playing well because of his uh, same playing swing, his level playing swing, where every club's the same length. What I didn't notice with him is when he started losing it, the short game one a little bit, and you wonder sometimes short game. That's just nerves. As that's, a, that's a yeah, hard. but yes, it could be nerves. With all your clubs being the same length, it's very hard to hit a wedge now from 15 feet off the green and hit a chip one it's some length of your five iron. That's why wedges are shorter. Mm-hmm. That's why three irons are longer. So now I'm. I was watching. And I didn't, like I said, I'm not saying he choked, and I'm thinking it was more him mentally. Obviously, he knows how to play with a longer wedge, but I wonder now if that's going to be something that comes up around the greens. You're you're hitting a sand wedge out of a bunker that's four inches long. A bunker shot isn't designed to take that kind of swing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that's why a sand wedge is shorter. It's designed to have a certain type of shot. By having every club the same length, now you take option... Yes, you hit a full club, dead perfect every single time. When you have to hit a little half shot or something, you take options out of your game right. by having those clubs that way. And I wonder if that's going to be something that affects him over the career. Is the short game half nerves, but if he knows all of a sudden, too, oh shit, this club's too long, you know, and that gets in. Uh, that's something to watch him, is that short game. All right, good. We're uh... Brooks Copka made the cup too, by the way. He's my new boy. <laughs> your new boy? New boy.
1: Glad to hear it. Uh, now on to our last segment of the night Our man off the wagon
0: Off the wagon presents this week's <laughs> Are we singing? Man off the yeah. wagon When it's all for me grog Me jolly jolly, jolly grog It's all
1: of me beer and tobacco Well I spent all my tin In
0: a shanty drinking gin
1: And across
0: the western plains I was wandering
1: we don't miss a beat, huh? Hall of Fame level opening to this kid's NFL career. Um, for this those, is,
0: this is worse than Johnny Manziel's. This, opening this makes
1: Johnny Man. Well, Johnny Manziel probably could have been in it for his uh, his fourth victory. I believe it would be for him, or was it be third?
0: Oh yeah, because he hit his girlfriend or something. Like yeah, that?
1: finally got indicted on that. He oh. was in a Dallas court you. yesterday. Yeah, uh, but he. We gave him the week off. Um, our winner this week, though. Laramie Tunsil, the new left tackle for the Miami Dolphins. The new
0: guy protecting Ryan Tannehill's backside, right?
1: Yeah, protecting his backside. Protecting his hoop. The loop (laughs) The loop. Um,
0: God, we are six.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This guy had a draft day for the ages. We're talking about a left tackle out of Ole Miss, who was the consensus, at one point in time anyway, the consensus number one pick. Doesn't get picked number one overall. Ended up at number thirteen. Ended up costing him from where people projected him, plus other things, uh, about ten to twelve million dollars. Jesus, ten to twelve million. Like Yeah, on his rookie contract. As story goes, Laramie was in the green room, and right before the draft, within the within an this hour, this was before, before, before the pick, before the first pick. overall pick. Uh, I mean, it was pretty well known that the top two or three picks were basically penciled in as who they were. He was not yeah. going to be a top three pick. However, it was projected that it was a possibility that he could get picked anywhere between six and Lord knows where. However, the way that things worked out, like I said, hour before the draft, or within an hour before the draft, on his Twitter feed... There was a video of him smoking a bong through a gas mask, which we know how much...
0: Was he smoking marijuana? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, interesting.
1: We will never know. Um, That gets posted, gets immediately taken down within, I believe, five minutes of it being posted on his Twitter feed. Oh, but the internet is much quicker than that. Oh, but the internet is much quicker than that. Multiple people took the video, uh, saved it. Turned it into memes, turned it into all kinds of different things. Uh, So we didn't get away with it by any stretch of the imagination. NFL teams were alerted of this, obviously, knowing their players and obviously with the draft process, they have to know them quite well. If there was a question mark in anyone's mind, they were going with someone else. the
0: The Dolphins did say, I believe, that they knew that this was out there.
1: Really? Yes. So they were aware of
0: it. They, the Dolphins said that they were aware of it. So I heard the rumor. Did you hear the rumor about his stepdad? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His stepdad. Uh, yeah. What, what I so didn't as, follow too much of this because yeah. this just sounded asinine to me. As
1: story goes, he had a fight, fist fight, with his stepdad who was supposedly extorting him for money as he's going into the NFL draft. He said, go eat a dick or something along those lines
0: like blackmail them like oh i'm gonna post this yes. if you don't give me a million bucks right. exactly and
1: that's kind of how it went down supposedly according to Tunsell. which makes sense i can't imagine he's stupid enough and i mean he was in the green room at that time anyway yeah. so it wouldn't have really made sense right. for him to have posted that or he was very close to the green room so for that to have been posted the hack thing kind of makes sense i would assume that's a good enough story for me that that did happen why you would have this out there, I don't know. Why you would have recorded yourself? Because this is obviously something that he posted to well, his well, Snapchat, it looks well, like.
0: Well, the, the whole, right, and the whole thing with this is it, the reason why the Dolphins said that they knew is apparent, not that the video came out two years ago. Obviously, we would have all known about it by right. now. But the video in whatever interviewing process, when well, the Dolphins were like, oh, did you know about this? They said, yep, this was a video taken of him freshman year in college. He always didn't make the right decision. We made a pick based on this, knowing that this information was available. So that he must have told them. I don't know if he told them, hey, look, my dad's going to store me for money and put this video out there. Right. Or if they were like, hey, is there anything that could ever come up? And he was like, yeah, you know what? I did this stupid thing one time. If that ever comes up. Yeah. So the Dolphins made a uh, well-educated Right, calculated, pick, calculated, choice, calculated out choice out of it. Right. Yep. Which which is a good thing. Which Which is a good thing. If, knowing if, if they know.
1: On top of that, within 24 hours, he was sitting in front of cameras for his initial press conference with not, the Dolphins yes. and admitted to taking money from an assistant coach. Well, ah, we'll see, and not, not even within 24 team.
0: hours. This was a conference call at the draft, and Laramie Tunsil didn't necessarily understand. And this is. You're professional athletes, and I always rag on professional athletes for being idiots. This is something that the NFL at this point, they screwed this up. They made a mockery of the kid because this was like an hour after he got picked. He did a conference call with all the Dolphins beat writers, and they asked him these questions, and he wasn't briefed. He wasn't briefed on what questions they get, and now all of a sudden they start asking questions, and he starts... Answering them, he doesn't have he hasn't had his class yet from the Dolphins on. When they ask you this question, you say no. You say yes. Yeah, so, I. T- you know what I mean? You know they yeah. all give him the class. He hasn't been he hasn't been coached up yet. So I don't know whether to shame the Dolphins or shame on the NFL or shame on the reporters. You go after the kid. And the kid doesn't know what he's doing. You know he doesn't know what he's saying. He just got drafted in the NFL. His mind's on what chicks he's lining up for the rest of the night. No, yes, you're a professional athlete. You should be thinking about this, even though you're 21, 22 years old. But that was an unfortunate situation. I, mean, I don't think they should have. Because they had an NFL representative stop it. They had the NFL representative stop it and say, no, interview over. And it's like, don't. If you've got the guy from the NFL right there ending the interview, don't let him have the interview. You yeah. shouldn't have done that at that time. Give him the day. Okay, no, no, look. this, Him getting high through the gas mask just came out. We're delaying his uh, post-draft press conference till tomorrow, assuming that you guys are going to ask some questions about it. So we're going to brief him. You know what I mean? Right. So we're going to yeah. brief him and tell him what to say. And they didn't do that. And that's, like I said, shame on somebody there. That was not the kid's fault, I don't think.
1: No, but still
0: and the, to his the, the Dolphins, same thing with the Dolphins, is they said they knew about that. So they, the kid had to have been honest. With the Dolphins and the pre-draft process and the interviews and everything, hey, look, this video might come up. This happened, like these yeah. these things. It, so if the Dolphins sell faith in him, good for him telling the truth. Good for the Dolphins on understanding. Hey, look, he's a kid. He makes mistakes. We think that he's changed. That's a good situation. The rest of it all sucks.
1: Totally agreed. Um, on the other I-
0: hand, too, don't take a fucking video of yourself, fucking smoke grenade. Yeah.
1: I'm just excited that he's in the NFL. I mean, it's one more guy that we got out there. I mean, it seems like Johnny Manziel might be. We don't know how much longer we have with him as a sports reference. Uh, but He'll we'll always see where be an off-the-wagon reference. Oh, God. We got to get him in here one day. We're on the phone at the bare minimum. In, in, we'll in about
0: three years, it'll be easy. All I have to do is oh, say, yeah. hey, we'll give you a case of, steel, of uh, oh, yeah. steel Reserve 40s. Come in. He'll be here in a heartbeat.
1: Absolutely. Can't wait. But now we got Laramie Tunsil because he's on the roster. And I will say this. Didn't think about this until about two minutes ago. Robert Incomdici, the defensive tackle who was taken out of Ole Miss, another former alumni of the great, great roster that we have going for the men off the wagon. Anyway, that'll wrap it up for the man off the wagon. I did want to toss one last tidbit out there. Maybe we'll talk about this next week. There is a rumor out there. Oh, no. That Sports Illustrated their Olympic cover issue is going to be Caitlyn Jenner naked. Oh yeah, I just
0: saw this today. What? Yeah, naked. she's gonna
1: pose with a flag wrapped around her and her gold medals. And a,
0: yeah, and the gold medal. I am going to Trump twenty sixteen <laughs> hashtag. I am going to save my comments for when we talk about this. I have to think about this. This can't be a real thing. No, it's.
1: It's real. Well, talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Loop of, of poop. <laughs> I like to sing.
0: Zoo